Girl boss, noun. A woman in control, taking charge of her own circumstances and work and life. Someone who knows her worth and won't accept anything less. We're dedicating this episode to the world's greatest girl boss. Move over, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. See you later, Eleanor Roosevelt. This week, we're standing a real queen. A clown queen of crime. It's a hard queen episode. <laughs> It took you that long? It took you that long to write that? I had to figure out the angle I wanted to take this in. Originally, I was going to try and find feminist speeches and bastardize them for this joke. Uh, you however, want, they want to mansplain the. <laughs> that was wanna... the intent. Yes, that was the. Point. Um, however, all I could find were speeches by um, Emma Watson for some reason. And they just were, they were way too nice. They were like, you know, men deserve to be treated equally. It's like, no, no, I actually need visceral hatred for this bit. <laughs> so I ended up just leaning completely over to this when I Googled girl boss and the definition came up. You should um, go back to the 80s. <laughs> back to oh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a, a, real, a real simple time. Welcome. Dude, there's a shocking amount of Emma Watson here. Yeah, right, right. I was, uh, that's, that's she had I, a whole bit either last year or two years ago where she 2014, was 2014, according to some of these articles, several years ago. Yeah, uh, where <laughs> she was just writing these essays during uh, I forgot what it was doing. It, it was something, it was something it was like, like, me for she, something like that. Yeah, I think, I think. It, it made it made finding something to use for this bit very difficult, and I had to settle on a more. A oh, more... this is be easy. Hatred towards men. Wait, no, this is too nice. I know. <laughs> I I thought I was gonna be flooded with options, and then I I kind of struggled, and then I pivoted to girl boss, and then I had to Google feminists. Um, <laughs> yeah, Google the word feminist. Yeah, I had to get a list. Like I remembered Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That was an easy one, and then I'm like, shit, I don't really know who else to use. And then I like, oh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes, that works. So yeah, here, here I... we are. Here talking, about a, here, here, talking about a real advocate for women's rights, <laughs> Harley Quinn. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. If it's not obvious, we're doing a Harley Quinn-themed episode this week. Uh, I am your host, Chris Ramirez, with my co-host, Faison Dalal. Yep. With uh, a guest, my girlfriend, Tatiana. Hello. And with our own little woman-hating misogynist, Tyler Zucker. <laughs> I knew you were gonna get. I knew you were gonna give me psycho. I had to give you psycho. Tyler. I knew you were gonna give me psycho. Yeah. None of that was true, by the way. I. I mean, <laughs> I don't see this guy girl bossing up here with with Harley Quinn. Speaking of speaking of which, we if you, the girl boss thing, we could have just done a whole thing with like Gone Girl, Midsummer, and well, I mean, we did Promising Young Woman already, but like we picked something. We could have picked Promising else. Young Woman. Actually, kind of. It doesn't. It doesn't fail as bad. Like it's not as misinterpreted as the other two. No, but I mean, like, you know that it could be misinterpreted as it. Fair point. But definitely not not as culturally misinterpreted. Unfortunately, we do have somewhere somewhere else. Yeah, Although but I, I said, like, we could have done that, do... and you could have saved that whole bit for <laughs> you that. You think I can't do another girl boss opening, Tyler? No, but I'm you just saying, you, you could do it better, yeah. <laughs> Yo, this is... I'm feeling a little bit attacked right now. Sir, Chris, How is that attack? By... You got of course, of course the have... woman in the chat's attacking me right now. <laughs> Fe- modern so feminism. feminist perspective are you gonna it's incite violence better. against her again you know what double jeopardy right you can't be can't be tried twice for the same crime it's a different crime if it's a different day <laughs> yeah marley quinn yep um the famous dc character ex of the joker the cupid of crime um she doesn't actually have that many titles <laughs> compared to Joker, uh, apparently. 
Are you um, looking at her wiki? I did. I did. I also have read some. I, I you guys, okay, you guys all know. I like yeah, you read comics. comics. I read comics, mm-hmm. and uh, she doesn't You're really nerd. have that many. What was that? <laughs> what did you say? You're a nerd. Oh, okay, no, that's fine. <laughs> like I thought she called me a fake nerd. I was gonna take offense to that. Um, yeah, it's a Harley Quinn episode. She's We're, a doctor. She's a doctor. Do- doctor mm-hmm. Harleen Quinzel. Yeah, you missed that title. I forgot that I'm the one opening the first show. I don't know what I was stalling yeah. for. Our first movie is Harley is Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. And um, I think I'm missing a few uh, words in that title. Look, I hadn't finished Googling it yet. All right. And I hate that. <laughs> it just says Google just says Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, uh, the fabulous emancipation of one Harleen Quinn, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, it's open season for Harley Quinn when her explosive breakup with the Joker puts a big fat target on her back. Unprotected and on the run, Quinn faces the, the wrath of a narcissistic crime boss, Black Mask, his right-hand man, Victor Zaz, and every other thug in the city. But things soon even out for Harley when she becomes unexpected allies with three deadly women, Huntress, Black Canary, and Renee Montoya. It's weird that that is... That part happens in the last 20 minutes. Yeah, and it was very, yeah. I was very confused reading that. It's like, but soon. It's like, soon? It's like, that's like the last act. Yeah. If you're like, you know, like, that's not soon. And that was, I wouldn't even really call, that was allies of convenience, you know? Yeah, because yeah, they, they were allies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Birds of Prey is a fun movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it came out last year, right before the pandemic. So it got... Uh, unfairly shafted by the p- pandemic because no one could have seen it really. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it had an unfortunate time to to. Release. It came out in February. Yeah, but it was still like during around the time. And, yeah, like, people started getting started worried. Closing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it, it went like, on HBO Max, I think, or something. It went on probably streaming. HBO Max. Yeah, I think it did, but I, God, I don't remember because me, I think I had to watch it on a shitty torrent site. We watched it. On, we watched it on a shitty torrent site. Yeah, so I you either did legal. not have. You mean legally? I mean, I, I, I legally. <laughs> everything totally I say, <laughs> everything we say here is legally a joke for tax purposes. Um, I it, it was either either it wasn't on HBO Max or I wasn't it, using it, phase on. Yeah, HBO you Max. didn't have my HBO Max then. It's one of the two. Um. I think that it, it's like this is the equivalent of like a very average Marvel movie in terms of quality. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, b- before we get to that, it is technically a spinoff or a sequel, whatever you want to call it, to the original Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which yeah. is still canon. Uh, interestingly Even in, enough. Yeah. yeah still after counts. watching after watching the Suicide Squad, I can definitely say it's still canon, um, which is weird. I thought they were going to be retconning that one out of existence. No, but they're um, still rolling with it. They're still rolling with it, which I prefer. Have the balls to own up to the mistake, you know? Yeah. Instead of just like mistake. making con- mistake. <sighs> Do we okay, have you a defender? What? Do we yeah. have a defender? Yeah, we have one. I think we have- she. <laughs> you know what? I the only person love- that defends this movie. I love Suicide Squad. You know, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make it because Tyler also rewatched Suicide Squad by accident. By accident. I and me and Tati did watch Suicide Squad again, and Faison has seen it once, so he's fine. This is actually now the Suicide Squad segment. Um, the first Suicide Squad. It's it's just Suicide Squad segment. Uh, Tati, defend your case. I mean, I can't. I mean, I have nothing to defend it. But I, I understand that it's a terrible film. I just think it's really fun, and I actually just really enjoy the experience that I have watching the film. That's all. Defense. Locker was Will Smith fun. <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith, Smith was fun. The actors are fine in the movie. The problem is that you can't fix terrible writing. 
Yeah. No, no, because I don't think actually the writing is the problem with the movie. Because, okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, the production of this movie is a fucking disaster. Uh, the air cut of the film that we've never seen is seemingly a completely different movie than what we got. Much like most DC movies. Yeah, much like most DC movies before they get fucked up. But before they used to get fucked up by Warner Brothers, because at least I'll say it looks like Warner Brothers is, is no longer really fucking caring. They're just like, do whatever the fuck you want. Just make us a movie. Um, but in the case of this, what happened was the movie was first done by air. And then it was reshot. And then both of these two films were edited and then given to a trailer, trailer make, a trailer company to edit together into one film. Why a trailer company? I don't fucking know. No idea. <laughs> But this is the this result is of that. Decision. So I, I don't even blame the writing. because I don't blame it entirely on the writing, but there is some lines that are really fucking stupid, like see, the Katana one. See, here's the thing. Like, the Katana one is line is really stupid, but I think maybe that line might have worked in a place, if it was edited somewhere else in the movie, like it might have been intended. Because I think that that entire sequence of like putting together the team, I do not think that was meant to be in the beginning of the movie. No, that's I things paced as shit. It's just exactly. throwing seven people together and being it like, was oh, not, it wasn't crew. supposed to be the beginning of the film. The beginning of the film very clearly was supposed to be the whole thing going on with June and Enchantress and all this shit. And it was supposed to be a lot longer because we have a lot of weird cut up scenes of her relationship with Rick Flagg that don't really go anywhere. That reminds me, is, she moving, sense. is she constantly moving in every scene she's in? Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah, I still hate that. That's still <laughs> fucking stupid. Uh, hey, hey, how am I supposed to act as this um, ancient uh, goddess? Just keep fucking moving. What? Just keep fucking moving. I don't know. Shakira's going on. Just keep the hips on. Tyler keep wants going. women to stand still. <laughs> Be seen and not heard and maybe not even seen. Tyler's I'm sorry. Tyler really said not. fuck woman's march. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is not at all what I'm getting at here. I don't know. Tyler. Those are the words I heard. I think those are the words the audience heard too. <laughs> I will say, Margot, I mean, again, the actors are good in it. Will Smith is, I mean, he's basically Will Smith in it, but I do like his intro. Uh, Margot is a great Harley from all three movies that she's in as Harley, so. Jack Hartney, I think, is actually pretty good for the little we get of him in this as well. Uh, That's, which one's that? Captain Boomerang. Boomerang, yeah. Yeah, Captain, isn't that Jack Hartney? That's what I said. Oh, I heard Jack. I heard Jack. (laughs) I don't know. The monkey. It is Chris. Yeah, I, did, I also heard Jack. See? <sighs> well, f- fuck you guys. Um, I also think Amanda Waller and Rick Flagg are also both very good in this. Yeah, I and... like Joel, I like Joel uh, Kinnaman. I mean, yeah. I've been watching For All Mankind, and he's the main character in that, and he's great in both. We do eventually learn that uh, Jared Leto actually is good as the Joker, just not in this. See, he his has moments where he is good, except the writing for him at makes it so fucking stupid. I do still think I blame that one on the movie being chopped up because he said about 75% of what he filmed wasn't even in this movie. Right, but even oh. then, the lines he has in the movie, some of them are really fucking stupid. Those could be the reshoots. We, we, like, we, have, such little, we have such little context. Do you know what I mean? You, uh, maybe, do, you really, I, do you really want to defend the scene where he's in the strip club and then he's talking to Common? Do you want to defend that? Um, no. No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. But... I do want, want to defend. Def- do you want to defend the shot of him uh, surrounded by knives and yes, wonder I like why that shot well enough? I, you know why? You know why? You know why? I wonder why, Tyler. Good shot. Say your goddamn yeah, piece. Say your goddamn I, piece. I, I'll admit, cool shot. But practically, what the fuck are you doing, man? You know what? Maybe we would have known what the fuck he was doing in the other seventy-five percent of his fucking scenes that were oh, cut. Is the seventy percent of the other scenes just him doing that, and this was the end result? Maybe, or maybe he, maybe there was a reason for it. We don't fucking know. Because Tyler. he's damaged and crazy. Can't you see the fucking tattoo? 
I think they were a bit too subtle about that. I need. I think I needed that a little more obvious. I think he should have had a bigger tattoo and maybe had it colored in. Okay. Also, but like his laugh made me think of Penguin more than it ever made me think of Joker. The slower one. She, yes. she is. She, when she's he's doing yeah. the slower laugh, yes. When he's doing the faster one, it's Joker. But when he's very slow with it, it's it feels like Penguin. Yeah. It feels like yeah. a bird. Again, I think Snyder cut laugh is really good as well. Again, he's not Leto's not a bad actor. He's a crazy person, but he could act. <laughs> yeah, this is I'm gonna say this isn't I don't I do I do not blame Leto. And I also more importantly, I do not blame David Ayer for this movie. I think that the film he set out to make could have actually been quite good. And it could have not only obviously I think it would have been better than whatever the fuck we ended up getting. I think it also could have fixed certain issues that I ultimately had with James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which we will get to when we get to. So I won't talk touch on that too Maybe much. Maybe we'll uh, talk about Birds of Prey. But th- th- this is the honorary <laughs> Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad We're going to rank this one. We're ranking it, damn it. It's going to be all of our last pick. What the hell do you mean? Yes, but we're well, still I, ranking. I don't know about that. <laughs> what? There you go. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will say this about the movie. Um, the way that the movie is edited is a mess. And the way that the movie uses music is, is fucking terrible. It's a mess. However... I Some think good that music both, in there. that's the thing. The I think good. that I think that both of these messes allow you to ignore the fact that the timeline of the film doesn't make sense and that nothing going on really it makes any it, none of this is none of, like they're telling they're, the movie's constantly contradicting itself. It it is just it's just lying and the movie's actively gaslighting you as an audience <laughs> member. However, because the editing is so abrupt, the pacing so quick and the music so nice to listen to, the I music don't, is- I don't care. <laughs> The music is literally a guy left his iPod on shuffle. But he had good taste. Yeah, but it's still a guy putting his iPod on shuffle. Sure, and what but happens. like, if, if I'm listening to Fortunate Son for a minute and a half, and then in the next minute, I'm listening to... To like, Kanye's by Skinhead, why is that scene over just the training montage of Deadshot shooting? Because, Tyler... Why wouldn't that put that during an action scene? Why the hell is that hype song used for him just shooting at fucking targets because tyler there is a reason that there are only two rap songs used in the music and they're only used with deadshot i'm yeah, not okay. wrong i'm not wrong yeah. i'm not wrong was, they did that on purpose still not particularly a good choice but tyler fortunate son for killer croc doesn't make any goddamn sense it's a good song you don't want to saying i'm a, like i'm agreeing with you that they're good songs <laughs> used terribly and they distract from everything else that's a problem and they ultimately make a movie that is easy to watch i don't know about that i i think it's a very easy to watch fun ultimately fun film i stopped 12 minutes in and then watch try to watch it the next day tyler you're a whore i don't know what to tell you <laughs> I don't know you're, how that makes you me a whore that I don't like bad movies. Like, like, an art house whore. An art house whore, Tyler. Man, we needed the other adjective, all right? I, I my point was made. <laughs> all right, it's Tyler? not until you added the adjective, the very important distinction. <laughs> all I'm saying, it's an ultimately fun movie, and I think it's easy to watch, and I actually would like to see what Ayer's initial cut was. Shut the sure, fuck up, Tyler. Want, sure, I would want to see that too. As it is now, I d- still dislike it a lot. Fair that enough. Fair. You can Birds have your wrong. You can have your opinion. Birds of Prey. Um, <laughs> not directed by... I already did the fucking intro of this. It's a fun movie. It's a very... Uh, it's like, a... It's, sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movie. 
See how you oh, describe sisterhood of the it's not that. It's not Have that. Have you ever seen Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? <laughs> no, but no. I, I assume that that so movie is about. Up, I think it's about a bunch of women who keep going on to like Macy's that's and are buying. Sis- that's, that's not what it is. What, that's, that's not, not what it is. Jeans. Wow. They're buying that's like pairs of jeans at different places. That's not what that is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they leave the pants at like no. certain locations with like their names written into the jeans. Do you think they just share one pair of pants? No, no, they no. Do. They buy multiple. No, they do. No, they share one pair of pants. Okay, but that's that's actually that's actually more confusing now. <laughs> My version of the movie was starting to make sense. I what the fuck is this? Okay, hold on. Right. We're gonna go all to right. light. We're no, gonna, no, we're okay, not going no, down this. No, we're, all gonna, we're all gonna watch this for the traveling pants one day. Just, just gonna put them. Oh, on. Is there, uh, um, there's two. two or, okay, they are a group movies. of friends. They buy a pair of pants. Everyone fits into it. It's just a magical pair of pants. And basically, every if, like it's the summer, and they send the pants to each other after like a couple of. I don't know weeks or something like that, and basically every time these people wear these these pants, they're supposed to have like a great ass time. It works out for some of them, it doesn't work out for all of them. It's a early two thousands movie, so somebody dies. So <laughs> as happens as they did in the early two thousands, can't like, keep them around for too it. long. I knew, I mean, like, I knew someone dies in it. Like, oh, Bradley Whitford. Yeah, he, yeah. Ooh, wait, he's, he's in, in it. it. Yeah, he's in it. I. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tyler. You think this movie's not good enough for him because it's about women? What the fuck is wrong with you, Tyler? I like how that's always your first option. You got something to tell us, Chris? coming from the guy that just went, <laughs> you whore. Okay, but that, I used a very gender-neutral whore. Did you? <laughs> no, you didn't. Not until you added the adjective. Tyler caught me off guard. Words have meaning. Ah, oh, words are shorthand. Um, Birds of prey. Birds of Prey. Apparently, it's nothing like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Uh, How you described uh, Suicide Squad as a fun watch, that's more in line of what I think of Birds of Prey. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. I think that's a fair dis- description of Birds of Prey. Uh, I do think Birds of Prey has the best live action Harley in terms of her as an actual character. Yeah, 100%. It does, and every time I see Margot as Harley, I really want her... Like, I, even after watching Suicide, The Suicide Squad, I'm like, oh, I want... A movie just on her. I'm like, oh wait, I just saw Birds of Prey, but even then, it didn't feel it's not, like. It's yeah, because it's, it's not movies. just on her. It's two movies. It's not. One. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why they decided to do both Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey, especially when the Birds of Prey have damn near no purpose in the movie. Again, only to the end. Only. Yeah, it's Birds of Prey for twenty minutes. This should have just been a purely Harley Quinn movie, and you can set up like like Renee Montoya because she's not the question in this. She's just Renee Montoya. Uh, I don't think you needed Huntress in this really at all. I mean, she didn't really add much to this movie. Yeah. And I actually did like the way they set up Black Canary, and I would have enjoyed her staying in the movie, but it did, it did not need to be Birds of Prey. It could have just been setting up these characters. Yeah. And then, like, down the road, we get either a Birds of Prey movie or a Question movie or a Green Arrow Black Canary movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, personally, the worst offender, the character who gets fucked up by this the most, is Cassandra Kane. Because Cassandra Kane is a little shit in this movie, and I don't like her. And I want her to go away and is also absolutely nothing like the Cassandra Kane in the comics. Absolutely. God, I got nothing. nothing on her. So Cassandra Kane in the comics is a one man killing machine who was raised by her father only for combat capabilities and thus struggles to communicate with people through words. Yeah. And pretty much only uses physical action when possible and says maybe three words a comic. She's like the silent but deadly Batgirl. And she's okay. She's back amazing. She's back. She's a back. She's there's a back. Yeah. Okay. Three back. Back girl or black bat, depending on okay. what era we're talking about. But uh, she's fucking fantastic. 
Um, she's nothing like this Cassandra Kane. And I think that is honestly the biggest problem I have. Like, I don't normally care if the characterization of a character is super different from the, the books, but this on this was not the same character even in the slightest. Like, this was like the way that uh, the MCU did Taskmaster for um, Black Widow. For Black Widow, the way I kind of was annoyed with that. It's basically that, except I actually care about Cassandra Kane. She's probably one of the best Bat Family characters, period, and arguably the most deserving to become Batman at any given point. Yep. And this, 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 this isn't her. This isn't her, and it doesn't really set her up. And if anything, it kind of prevents her from getting set up in any interesting way in the future. Yeah, because um, this is her backstory. This is her backstory, and she's just some kid who steals stuff and talks a lot and is a little bit annoying. And I don't, I'm not a fan. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. That did anyone else kind of think of Deadpool while watching this? Oh yeah. No, this yeah. movie was very. This movie is 100 percent trying to like capitalize on that Deadpool market. Yeah, the whole thing with Holly and the egg sandwich is just straight up Deadpool. That she is a good egg. Ex- oh, let it be said. This movie takes place in Jersey. Because Gotham t- is in is in Jersey officially in in the DCEU and also in the comics, that is a Jersey egg sandwich. That's some I, fancy bread for a Jersey egg sandwich, bro. That's come on, that's on a roll. That's, that's not a, a roll. Jer- that's a good. That's roll. not a roll. That was a roll. That was no, a good roll. That's not a roll. You're what deli getting- are you going to? I'm occasionally the one on market. <laughs> they bagel do a- base. <laughs> is it called bagel base? Yeah. You're shouting them out. I think I think I want bagel base. I don't think it's the they one across the street from like from the Manhattan Bagel in the CBS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's Bagel Base. Yeah, they do a good roll. Yeah, but that's that. That was Sponsored not sponsored by Bagel Base. That was a roll. <laughs> that was a good. Was a. I think that was a very good looking Jersey sandwich. All right, and I understand the pain of losing one of those. That's See, arguably the most relatable experience in the movie to me. Granted, that I is probably my favorite egg sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was—I just, just want to say, right? I've been to New Jersey. What is it like three times? And I've never had an egg sandwich, and I just think that's a travesty. I it, it is. That's it's, yeah. That's all his fault. Oh, it's Chris's fault. Yeah, it's no. all on Chris. I can't. Oh, really it's all Chris's fault. I can't defend that. I can't really defend that. Either uh, way, I don't. Yeah, I, no. I, it is. Yeah, like it, they clearly want Harley to be. It was Deadpool, <laughs> because that that scene, and then it comes back later her uh talk breaking the fourth wall it's not as much as deadpool but like she's narrating and talking to the audience 90 percent of the time not 90 percent majority of the time yeah the deal with the kid is like deadpool 2 yeah that's also like the worst yeah. part of deadpool 2 so i don't know why the fuck they chose to really focus on that yeah the so... kid kind of the kid, i think the kid in deadpool 2 is actually worse you think? I mean, I haven't I'd, seen I'd, Deadpool 2 since the theater so that's, I, I that's also fair that's fair but i also really did not like that child yeah. What, you didn't like what a kid from a... do you like? Yeah, um, wait, what kid do you no, like? No, we, we want we everyone watched... to die. No, 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 no. We watched something with a kid recently. What did we watch with a kid recently? What, the witch or one of them all to die? No, not the... Those kids were little shits. Hold on. Which one isn't? There was something I watched recently. I think it was for the podcast. And I thought, damn, that is a good child. That child is a good child. One of the good ones. It happens, like, like very rarely. It well, yeah, happen. few kids are good. I'm just going to cut that out, put that in the new title <laughs> sequence. <laughs> Few kids are good. Um, were there kids in Spies? No, there weren't. What no. the fuck did I watch a child in? Babe, what have we watched together lately? That was like, wait, wait. Are you phrased that? I know. That sentence was terrible. That sentence was terrible. <laughs> okay. No no one clipped that, and I think we'll be fine. I think what was we'll the sentence you said? Nope. <laughs> Speak clearly into the mic. There are, there are some good children. 
these aren't this one isn't them and neither is the one from Deadpool. Um Luca? Yeah, I mean like even you can even make the argument. Oh, the children in Luca are nice. There you go. Except that one guy who's like 30. Um it's not a it's child. Not a child then. <laughs> if you watch Luca, you'll understand. Um how what was I gonna say? Even like you can make the argument that Suicide Squad is kind of going for like a X-Force vibe a little bit with like the character dynamics. Like Harley Quinn is very much trying to be their Deadpool. It's been that way in the comics. It's being that way in the movies. Um, I think it's fine. I think she's distinct enough that she doesn't necessarily feel like, oh, man, I've already seen this or a bit too similar to her comfort. No, it's not directly ripping off, but it yeah. can't help but think of Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that 100 percent. I think they're. I think that if if you're trying to, I mean, comic movies do this all the time, right? Where something does really well, and then every other comic movie kind of like Jumps takes from it. Yeah, kind of yeah. jump on the idea. It happens with Guardians of the Galaxy. Happened with Iron Man one, right? What you mean, like uh, slow um, uh, covers of uh, rock songs or pop songs, like uh, yes. in this one too? Yeah, and you know, Zack Snyder's classic Hallelujah is really the one that's. <laughs> <laughs> I was rewatching uh, Justice League today while I was eating food. Damn, I Which love one? that movie. The, the good one, Tyler. The good one. You Zach's... didn't say Snyder cut. I had a fucking. I'm sorry, ass. I was watching the Snyder cut, but I only got. It. I only was able to watch a How little do you bit just, of it. Like in your free time, I'm gonna watch the Zack <laughs> well, Snyder cut. Okay, of Justice I didn't. League. I didn't finish it. I was watching while I ate, and then I left it on for my parents, who just texted me that they really liked it and they didn't know who that guy was at the end. Um, so I'll, Martian? I'll... <laughs> yeah, Martian Manhunter. Um, so like. I didn't finish it. I just watched a bit of Snyder Cut, and it's still, I think, a damn good movie. And I think Ancient Elementation music is fine, Tyler. I just want to throw that out there. What? I, you know I love that one. You know I love that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode is as fucking scattered as Harley Quinn's mental state. Something yeah. they try to emulate in the movie of Birds and Prey by telling the story Birds non-linearly. By telling the story non-linearly. It um, it's exactly done okay. Work. It, yeah, it's not great. It's better than Suicide Squad one. It's yeah. worse than the Suicide Squad. Um, so I guess it's right in the middle. <laughs> Is it worse than the Suicide Squad? I think it's worse than the. Suicide I think it's squad. worse because I mean we'll get to it later. But at least in Suicide Squad, it's like used for a kind of comedic effect half the time. Yeah, here it here you end up kind of getting blue balled really early on. <laughs> It's supposed to be for comedic effect, but it just doesn't work. It doesn't land. Yeah, which it doesn't is worse. land. No. It's worse. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, wait, let me. Yeah, the part when she's introducing um, Huntress, she's like, oh, yeah, let me explain this. And then it goes back to explain her story. And it's like, why, why? why the, did you cut right here when shit's about to go down? Yeah. Like in the, like, the police station scene. That too. Like, like, oh wait, I'm getting hit. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was that was the blue balling one because we get a really yeah. good. A- I love the action I love sequences. Yeah, the action sequences in the police station are actually great. Yeah. Except we get kind of cut off right in the middle of it, and then we get it again later, and it's still great. But at that point, it just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I don't know. It, it's it, lost I, its pacing. It's lost its pacing. I think that the the attempt to make the movie as scattered as Harley Quinn ended up hurting it more than anything else. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that overall the characters outside of Harley are just okay. They don't have uh, much to them. Yeah, no. Huntress is the weakest aside from Cassandra. Cassandra Kane and Huntress is, are the weakest too of the, of the core cast. The I'd say she's definitely weaker than Black Canary and Renee Montoya. I think Huntress at least... has one note. I think she just has the one thing, and that's you know, it. I mean, at least everyone like at least Black Canary and Renee have arcs as small as they are. 
Renee stops being a cop and she realizes she's over their bullshit and she moves on from her being a police officer after her boss takes all the credit again. And Black Canary is willing to use her mother's powers in order to defend the kid and kind of move forward instead of just being a stagnant person. Does she use her powers once in this whole movie? Yes. But uh, that's kind of the point. I guess. It's kind of the point because you don't realize that she is like that you yeah. don't realize that she is a superhero until after until much later yeah it also this movie also raises questions with that because her mother was a member of the jsa and it implies that her mother was a member of the jsa in the movie but we don't know anything that the jsa has ever existed so i don't know what the i mean the part members of that team are going to be showing up in black adam so we might end up getting answers at that point but um certainly just a weird thing that they did continuity wise we'll see how that goes but I, at least those two characters have an arc like Huntress is just like, I'm trying to say I'm they call me Huntress. And then I, I don't even think she actually succeeds at doing that by the end mm -hmm. of the film. No. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't. I, she does not. Um, so I would call her by far the weakest character. Uh it also is really weird because she's married to Ian McGregor in real life. So that was just like that just must that just felt weird to me <laughs> to watch. It's like, oh, this is this is weird. What's Obi-Wan doing? Obi-Wan doing with uh Ramona Flowers? That's just I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, but I mean, speaking of Ewan, he loves playing Black Mask. He's eating this shit up. This is this is not a normal depiction of Black Mask whatsoever. It's very unique to the movie. I fucking love it. Um, I think it's a great change. I think that Black Mask being just a narcissistic egoist who's just such a such a such a sleazy. He's just, he's such a he's such a little little huckster. He's a little mischief maker piece of shit. Him and Zaz, you know, they're just they're just two little boys will be born. <laughs> type pieces of shit that I, I they're almost they're just damn fun to watch be so little stupid What's and chaotic. A huckster? <laughs> huckster. <laughs> huckster, you know? You can find so, that. Um yeah I can do that. Without looking it up. Well that's a lot harder. I think it technically comes from from Huckleberry Finn. Um a huckster is anyone who sells something or serves biased interests. There you go. A <laughs> person who pushy... sells small items either door to door or from a stall or small store. <laughs> Push using pushy and showy tactics. Chris, right? I said words have meaning already once this episode. It shouldn't have to come up twice. <laughs> Did he, he just learn what a like? You just hear that word. It's like I'm gonna use it this episode. I I give my own words meaning. It keeps people on their toes. He hasn't read in a while. It's, it's been a bit while since I've, I'm I'm also illiterate, which makes it hard. To <laughs> um, but you know they're they're little they're little devils, little scamps. You know, just. <laughs> cutting off faces and taking names <laughs> um yeah i think that uh that scene was kind of disturbing it is quite yeah. it's quite disturbing yeah. i think that's the scene that really got the movie the r rating you think um, i think it's probably that i mean also uh ian mcgregor's death probably also got it the r rating yeah he exploded, he? yeah he yeah, got blown he, up yeah. he blew up he, i mean yeah he no, blew up <laughs> yeah he blew up <laughs> um uh yeah no Seeing that, I mean, I've only seen, I, I don't, I haven't read any of the comics, but I've only seen Zaz from the, the Batman Arkham games, and I know he's pretty brutal in that, so seeing him in this is also a nice, not nice, but like a good adaptation. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I feel I like usually more terrifying. that was what I was going to say. I mean, yeah. you probably could, but I mean, like, you can't, you, we're not doing Saw, so. I, I, Victor Zaz in the comics is usually, in, and even in the Arkham games, I'd say he's a lot more threatening than he is here. I feel like that was an I mean, intentional yes, he's thing. De he's definitely more threatening in the game, but he's also not the main villain here. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not really the main villain of the Arkham. Well, games, yeah, he's not He's not the main villain in the Arkham either, but I'm like, he has more to do than that. Than yeah. I, I mean, I, I also think that this was an intentional choice. 
because they did it with both him and Black Mask. Black Mask in the comics and anywhere else you see him, even like the Red Hood movie, he tends to be a lot more of an imposing kingpin type of figure. Very like iron grasp on the city. This is it's pretty much nothing like the, the Black Mask we have here. Right. Uh, I think this was an intentional choice by the director to kind of have these two villains be a little bit more uh, a bit more effeminate compared to their comic book counterparts. Uh, you, you can make the argument this leads to a lot of problems with queer coding villains. That's a whole other Isn't debate. He, didn't they straight up say he's they, in a bio gay? I don't think they ever really touched on it, but they definitely are. I think one of my no, notes I, was I, just... I thought the director or even McGregor... I hate when they fucking say shit outside of the text. Yeah, I'm pretty the sure they said it. Text. I, said they, I think they said it outside of it that he's bi at least. Yeah, I mean, I and one of my notes I just have in all capitals, they're so gay. So oh, they clearly mean, are. They're very yeah. gay. Um, which, I mean, queer coding villains, that's another whole thing to really get into here, which we're not going to do because this episode's already gone off several rails. But uh, it. I think this was I think this was intentional. I think that the director actively wanted them to be less traditionally toxically toxic masculinity. You know, they're not like these big bravado dudes, you know, big, you know, really buff and like, hey, hey, you know, they're, yeah. they're, not, yeah. they're not that type of villain. They're a little bit, they, they seem a little bit softer at first, and yet they're still absolute pieces of shit. Like, you know, there's the scene where Ian McGregor makes that, like, the woman, like, strip no, at the top was, of the table. Yeah, that one. That yeah, one's very that uncomfortable. Was that, was rough. That, that was a rough, rough one. And that was, I think, I think that's all very intentional just to kind of show, like, you know, they don't necessarily need to be these, like, like super that felt worse faces. to watch than him, like, cutting the faces off. A hundred percent agree. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was an, an intentional choice. Uh, I liked it with Black Mask. I liked it like with Victor's ass, but I'm a little bit more attached to the character of Victor's ass because he's always been one of like those, let's just call him a deep cut uh, Batman character. Um, I hate you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was waiting for someone to say that. Um, but aside from that, I think this movie has great action. I think it has really good action overall. Yeah, the car the, chase scene is fucking great at the, towards the end. Car chase scene, uh, the final confrontation. I don't know if I like the car chase scene that much. Wow. I was I enjoyed it. I, I couldn't get over it's... the ridiculousness of it. I think <laughs> I didn't really like the amusement park fight. I liked it. Yeah, I liked the design of the funhouse. No, she didn't like the design of the funhouse. Oh, didn't? No, no. Oh, okay. I, I, okay, the funhouse is that's 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 a good design. The fight, I I'm not. Um. Okay. I mean, the police shooter is the best one. Not sure. Yeah, the police the, station. The, yeah, the, the police station. station. Yeah, yeah. by far the best fight. There's a fun little Captain Boomerang reference in there too. Yeah. I like that, um, which that was the first moment where I really had to question the continuity of the first Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's <laughs> still there. Like, yeah, yeah, it, they, yeah, you can make it was a very small little thing. But um, yeah, I, I think that the fights, I think that I personally really like the car chase. I think that's one of my my favorite sequences. I think I would like it if I she just wasn't on. Like, I don't know. The roller skates just threw everything off. So, so fast, then <laughs> you, that's the best part. So no. wait, you, you question the ridiculousness of that scene, but the ridiculousness of the Suicide Squad is fine with you. But that's that's different. That's different. That's different. Is yeah, it? I think that's yeah. completely different. Because like this movie's trying to be a lot more grounded than the Suicide Squad, even though it's in the same universe. Even though it's in the same universe. I mean, sure, Tyler, but Batman tends to be more grounded. Than, I mean, Iron Man One was more grounded than Infinity. Wait, War, so Tyler. we're talking about the what new you... Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, Tyler. There's a fucking giant starfish. <laughs> they could do whatever they want in that movie. Yeah, I mean, so not... okay, I, you're, okay, I see what you're saying. We were introduced to Weasel very quickly, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, the best character in DC. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll get to him. We're saving him for the end. Um, Those poor children. I see. I just couldn't like. I I just kept thinking like, man, she should have gone run over at one point. <laughs> like when she's like in front of the car and like she's like driving. They're going along, and it's just pushing her. I was like, she she would have gone ran over. Also, the cars were going ridiculously slow. <laughs> I'm gonna say that they were going ridiculously slow. They're very cautious henchmen, Tyler. Some phase on some goons. Well, I'm know, getting shot I actually, no I actually thought thought a lot about this. <laughs> when they do the whip, there is no point in doing that. They're driving like a fucking 1980s car, and she's on a motorcycle. No matter what, that motorcycle's catching up. You're not wrong. <laughs> But it's fun to look at. And I think that's all I really have to ask for in these movies. Uh, I, I think that Harley Quinn's arc overall is pretty good, too, in this one. Yeah, I, that's nice. she, she actually has an arc in this movie, unlike the last two, or unlike the other two live action films that Margot Robbie's been in, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is nice. Uh, I think this is the most in-depth depiction of her character in the films. and I, But at the same time, as, as all of that, uh, it d- just doesn't feel like enough just because it's, it's sharing the spotlight so much, you know, trying to be two movies. And I think that's what does it to disservice the most. Yeah, I, yeah, I again, I, I do want another Harley movie that's solo. That's more solo than this. Like, give her her own movie. Stop trying to just give her, relation- not relationship with Joe. Stop trying to focus just on that. There's something else you could do with it. I agree. I actually yeah. am kind of tired of Harley Quinn stories that are focused on her relationship with Joker. Give me something different at this point, because even in the comics, that's been like a thing for a while. But I guess like the movies also needed to establish that. Yeah. First. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not blaming this movie for it. It's just I'm worried that they're going to continue rehashing this kind of plot line because we technically speaking, we've seen this twice in this episode, not in the same universe per se, but we've seen this narrative twice because this is yeah, like the biggest Harley Quinn story. And it's pretty recent because she only broke up with Joker. I think they only really broke up like with the new 52 or maybe just a little bit before that. And that was like, not that long ago. That was like 2011, you know? So like, it's a relatively recent development for a character. And even in the comics, we've only kind of moved past that. Yeah. And I, I want them to just kind of push her character forward at some point. And I think the movies might be the better place to do it because the comics always kind of lean on the movies for changes in the status quo more than anything else. Mm. Um, I just want that to change. And I, I think that even with a Harley Quinn season, the show with season three, I think that we could finally reach that point as well. Cause I think that we'll talk about that in a second, but I think that her arc with the Joker is pretty dumb there. Yep. Anything else to say about birds of prey? Uh, I think we got everything, right? I think we got everything. Yeah, Maybe you want to like say it. anything? I don't have anything to say. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Soundtrack's okay. I liked it better the, the second time. So. I think I liked it about the same. The soundtrack is better than the original Suicide Squad. I still think it has kind of the same problems. Mm. It's not as bad as a guy leaving um, what? I think that the original Suicide Squad soundtrack is so bad it goes all the way around to being good again. <laughs> you just, I, soundtrack, like, bad, you just like bad shit, itself, don't you? I love bad shit, and more importantly, I love Fortunate Son. <laughs> and House, and, um, House, House of the Rising, Rising Sun. Sun. And Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Black Skin has pretty good too. Uh, what other songs are in them? <laughs> um, 
You just, play, was, did you just play movies to have a soundtrack in the background instead of playing your own music? Basically, I don't I, I don't own Spotify, so I just play clips from Suicide Squad whenever I don't know I if you're joking s- or not. I honestly don't. <laughs> I just play clips of Suicide Squad whenever I feel listening to a song. I still don't know. <laughs> um, Rick James Super Freak. I mean, that's a classic. Uh, it James said, "Got Spirit in the Sky." Yeah, that's in this. Forgot about that. I, I I think it's so bad it goes good. You know, I think it's so bad it goes good. Um, I think it is. It, I think Birds of Prey soundtrack is an improvement. It's not as bad as a guy leaving his iPad on truffle, but like they kind of do tend to throw these songs at different points, and they again do the stupid. We'll have somebody do a slow cover of this rock song or something. Yeah, it's what a was weird that song? Choice. What was that song? It was something. It was so, like I knew the song too, and then when I heard it, I was like, "Really, we're doing this shit again?" Was that in Birds of Prey? Or was that in the Suicide Squad? Birds of Prey. It was like before the Funhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have loved if it was the same song, if it was just Nirvana again. Oh God! <laughs> Truly, and I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this without irony. I think that the best use of licensed music in the DCU is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Probably. I think it is the best use of licensed music in it so far. Uh well, don't you shut up, Tyler? <laughs> I will take no. Oh, the Suicide Squad? Yes. No, I still give it to Snyder Justice League. Uh, I mean, I'll give it to the Suicide Squad, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, I think yeah, I think this is a perfectly good middle of the road DC movie and middle of the road superhero movie as well, which I think I is a like... lot better than what they used to be doing. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. DC's on the up and up these days. They've had at least I personally think they've had three really good movies. Post Weed and Justice League, I think they've had three. What's the third one, Aquaman. I really like. Oh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I, I, was pretty good too. I, I fucking love Aquaman personally. Um, so I think that they're they're really big on the up and up. I think this is just a very solid middle of the road one. Um, I think they've only had one real stinker since Whedon, uh, Whedon's League. So I I'm happy with how things are going. And on that note, let's cut to commercial. If you have the time, don't forget to check out the Bite Size Review podcast. There, I review TV shows and movies so that you don't have to. Your time is precious and you don't have time to waste it. So each week, I'll review a TV show or a movie and give you a Bite Size Review. See you there. Don't mind me, I'm just Googling news because I kinda... completely forgot your bit on this. <laughs> I didn't have a bit, Tyler. Uh, actress Marky Post dies. Oh, God, that's actually really sad. Oh. Have you guys uh, heard of Nicolas Cage in the movie? Oh, God, she's from San Clarita Diet. No? Okay, oh, cool. Oh, boy. A uh, pig? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I just... <laughs> Oh, God. I just like, without context, it's like I just said the word pig, and Tyler's like, yes, she has pardon. What is it? Nick <laughs> Cage, new movie, Pig. Yes. His, his movie's called Pig. Uh, they said it's the best live action thing he's ever done. Yeah, it's the movie in which uh, he loses his pig, and I don't know if he has to go get it back or if the pig is dead and he's dealing with the death of the pig. So I, I think A24 Pictures is, is this really like going- a John Wick movie or what? I don't Maybe. know. If, I don't know. I don't think it's an action movie. I'm pretty sure he's just dealing with the loss of his pig. A24 either pictures it, is sorry. <laughs> yeah, either him getting it back from wherever he lost it, or if it's actually gone. So I don't know what the actual part of the movie is. Uh, I, yeah, A24 pictures is going very old McDonald. Uh, they have goat coming out. Uh, they have this goat. Pig, and they cow came fir- out. Right? First cow. First cow came out. 
So I I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. Hey, that would be a category. That, <laughs> Zoo is, <laughs> yeah, you're right. A24 farm. We'll do that next it, year. <laughs> special, special wash. Actually, no, we need to use first cow for something else, but. Why? I'm not telling you, Tyler. I'm so worried. Good. Oh my gosh, uh, wait, wait. Is it's, it a cow category? Yes, it is a cow category. It's first cow, home on the range, and another cow movie. Oh, back to the barnyard? Oh, it God, might, barnyard. It could be back to the back to the barnyard, but I feel like there was something else I had as well. Uh, you would rather do that than just watch A24 movies. Yeah. You bastard. Yeah, I'm a bastard. Anyhow, Harley Quinn the show. Babe, who's taking this one? Babe, I, I make it you take it, yes. <laughs> so Harley Quinn the show is basically, yeah, it's basically Harley Quinn breaking away from Joker and kind of just like going out on her own. And she gets her crew together of kind of like other kind of, I guess, not really even B-lister villains. Um, but yeah, it's King Shark, the boy, uh, Dr. Psycho. Tyler. And Clayface? Yeah. Yes, it is Clayface. What else am I missing? Uh, the old Jewish man. I'm the old Jewish man. I can't remember. Tyler. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 sure, I'll be both. I want to just... Sai. Sai. I, I just want to say, I've just found a book called Apocalypse Cow, uh, a play <laughs> on Apocalypse Now, and I think we should start a book podcast for no particular reason. <laughs> Oh my God, really? I love that. With the one illiterate guy? Yeah, well, you can't read. That's why I use our sponsor, Audible. <laughs> one day. We'll give them this one for free. And next we one, we're gave, char- we already gave one of them for free. Like, well, the, they're lucky the, I don't remember things very well. <laughs> at this point, you probably gave multiple freebies. Yeah, they just, they're just so easy to make jokes about. I don't know why. Uh, either way, yeah, Harley Quinn, the show. I think, I think this is good. I think it's very good. I it love is. this show. I think that I, it very much grew on me because I remember when we, because me, me and Tati watched the first season back when it came out, we were kind of like very A on it. Very mid. Very mid for a lot of its really? run. For the first, yeah, yeah, for a lot of its run. For the first run. season, yeah. Like for the first like couple of episodes of the season, yeah. we were just kind of uh, like, this is yeah, a nice I little throw on. Yeah. yeah. I, and the first episode was a little. Yeah, it's okay. a little. little the first I, episode, I, you got to get used because they like come out straight up swinging with like the blood and gore and plus they curse every sentence and it's like oh, I pull back and then they get better with it yeah yeah I definitely think that watching it because we rewatched season one and part of season two for this episode because we had just seen season two like not even a month ago not too yeah. long ago yeah. yeah um and I think that in watching everything in retrospect actually makes it feel even better mm-hmm. um to the point that this is definitely it's it's kind of a sleeper animated DC show because I don't think a lot of people really talk about this one I think I we really also watched it, it weekly we did watch it weekly. We were watching uh, yeah. it weekly. Binging Probably. stuff is just better. It's a lot better for their animated stuff. Even for Young Justice, watching it weekly was not the way to go for season three. We're going to re-binge that eventually. But uh, I, yeah, like because like, you know, people talk about the DC animated shows as like some of their best stuff. People always talk about Teen Titans, Justice League, Static Shock, Batman Beyond, Adventures of Batman, Superman, stuff like that. This is very much a, it's a more recent one, obviously. And it's also very much a sleeper hit because I don't think anybody really is talking about it. It's kind of like Doom Patrol because it, it came out on the same service, right? Yep. It was supposed to be a, an exclusive. And it's kind of even got a vibe very similar to Doom Patrol for me. Kind of. Uh, I, I give it, I say it has a very similar vibe personally. Um, and I love that fact about it. it. It's a lot more over the top. And well, I say that. It, it's... I don't even know how to really describe the difference between this and Suicide Squad as an in tone, because they're kind of similar in terms of tone. 
Did you mean? Doom I'm Patrol? sorry. I meant Doom Patrol. I might be okay. having a stroke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doom Patrol. I'm sorry. They're very similar, I think, in tone. Uh, you know, sudden moments of gore, swearing every five seconds, super over the top and ridiculous plot points, characters that are just bizarre. Except this is a little bit more comedic. This is more, definitely yeah, yeah. more more gag heavy. I mean, yeah, they yeah, have I mean, fucking Jim funny. Gordon as a crazy person. Jim Gordon as a crazy person. I, that's something I got to say. This this movie, this show has fucking amazing characterization for yep. its DC characters. Bane as just this <laughs> big fucking dummy. <laughs> no, he's not. He's the thing. He's not an idiot. They just he's think not, he is. He's a genius. Everyone just he just takes. He's like, we could not find one more office chair. Dude, the, the, the chair bit is so. No matter how many times they do it, it's so fucking funny. Oh my god, Bane <laughs> in the fucking pit too. Just like no. We will be friends now. <laughs> Bane trying to do magic. It's like, is this your card? No, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's absolutely fucking perfect. Um, little Damien, little Damien Wayne as just this little fucking played by cinnamon, Jacob Tremblay is so funny as a little fucking cinnamon roll. He's absolutely adorable, and he's probably only committed a few murders in this timeline. <laughs> he asks, he asks cinnamon his dad. <laughs> so he's a he's a little he's a little angel in this one. He's adorable. I, I do Here, love there's when, a child I like. <laughs> I do love when Batman comes down. Like, he's in the back. He's like, oh, I have this sandwich for you. It's like, oh, Alfred made that. It's like, I made him do it. <laughs> I want to say this, this voice actor for Batman is one of my favorites because he did Batman in the Brave and the Bold cartoon. Yeah, uh, he's, another uh, another sleeper show, I feel, that I really loved as a kid. Uh, was really probably one of my big gateways into, like, DC comics outside of just, like, the movies and, like, the basic characters. Because Brave and the Bold constantly had Batman and some, like, other really unknown character every week um but the thing is it was like that show was very much supposed to be in a spiritual continuation of the um the 50s batman show with uh what's his name uh adam west adam west it was very much supposed to be a continuation of like the adam west style of show big pows big bam signs you know really rambunctious music and then to have that same voice be in this is I mean, fucking perfect. I mean, he's in a ton of a ton of uh, stuff. Uh, yeah. Diedrich Bader. Yeah, I don't think he's in that much. I think he doesn't do that much Batman, though. Uh, he was Batman, I think, three times. Like, Brave and the Bold, this, and I think one of the animated movies. Okay, I don't know. I wonder which one. I'm, I'm looking at his wiki right now. Um, he's, oh, he was Lex Luthor in Superman Red Sun. Oh, I haven't seen that yet, but that's kind of exciting. I heard that's really good. He so was no, he's he's in, only been Batman twice, it looks well, like. Well, no, he's in Scooby-Doo, Batman, and Brave and Bold. Okay, shut the fuck up, Tal. That's Brave and the Bold continuity. We all know it. He's also I, in, I, I uh, actually very much need to see that, though. Is that a special or an episode? It is a directed DV movie. So I'm going to... We're going to watch that. Shit, you, you are... No, I'm not... Watch fuck that. you. I'm watching... Me and Tati are going to watch that. Unfortunately, yeah, not tonight. That. But we're watching that very soon because I loved Brave and the Bold. I thought that show was really fun, really campy. A great time. This show also has this movie special, whatever the fuck it is, has Matt Leonard in it. Let's go. I'm excited. Um, Matt yeah, Lillard. I, whatever. It's get I, names right. Come on. <laughs> I think that he was a great Batman in this. I think he's a great Batman. I love his Batman. Also, in this. he's Judah from Bojack. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's Judah from Bojack. He's also Hostel Gato from Billy and Mandy. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, really good cast. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Lex Luthor is fucking yep. fantastic. Yep. Um, Jim Rash as the Riddler is so funny. And then the episode where he plays the Dean 
I wish they got in a community joke, but just having Viva as a dean <laughs> is so funny. Uh, Ron Fuchs as King Shark is probably got to be one of my fucking favorite things ever. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Tony I mean, Hale as he- Dr. Cycle. Come on. Yeah. Uh, the guy from fucking Cyborg Man's voice actor uh, from um, Jason Alexander. Jason yeah. Alexander. Yeah. Uh, Alan Tudyk as both as a bunch of fucking people. <laughs> yeah. As Joker and Calendar Man and a bunch of damn near everyone else. JB Smooth JB Smooth as, as Frank the Plant Poison Ivy's one plant friend. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's an interesting one Phil, talking. They, they had Only Phil, talking, yeah. They had yeah. Phil Lamar in just for Praxis, I think. That's amazing. God. Yeah. Wayne Knight as Penguin for the like four episodes he's in. Wanda Sykes as Queen of Fables. Oh, Alfred Molina was Mr. Freeze. George Lopez as Louis Meme. I don't know who that is, but George Lopez um, plays himself. That was the was yeah, the when when he's in the pit. Oh, George, oh George yeah, yeah. Okay, himself. no, sorry. Yeah. I, I thought there was another character he also played. No. Uh, who the fuck played Clay? Oh, Alan Tudyk also played Clayface. Yes. <laughs> oh God, that was great. Great fucking cast. Absolutely perfect casting. Um. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fucking fantastic. Like I yeah. words are hard. It's very fun. It's don't a very fun show. It. Don't sleep on it. It, it also I, mean, I think is it's the best Harley between everything we're going to talk about today, I think. Oh yeah, cuz the whole thing is centered around her. Yeah, centered it's actually centered around her. Um she gets to be both a character and feel similar to the comics, which is not something that Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad were able to both do successfully. They were only able to do one of the two. Yeah. The show manages to do both. Um, they get to do her whole relationship with Joker. That's basically most of the first season and a bit of the second. And then by the end of the second season, they start establishing her relationships with other characters. Um, it just has King Shark in it. Uh, Clay, it's really good. Don't don't sleep on it just because no one's fucking ever talked about it. Well, no one's talked about it because it was on the DC streaming service. Now that season two is going to come out on HBO, it's probably to get more Season hype. two was HBO, I think. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No? Season because season two didn't HBO, come out like that long after season it one. It came out like two or three months after the first one. So I but, don't think they would have switched over to HBO right in that short amount of time. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Because I maybe, remember reading that they wrote both at the same time. Fair enough. It is at least confirmed to be getting a third season, I think. Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, which I'm excited for. Uh, uh, it's, I think late 2021. Oh, okay. So that's not that far away, honestly. We are actually almost there. Uh, I'm pretty excited to, I guess, you know, spoilers. Uh, by the end of the show, Harley gets into a relationship with Poison Ivy. Um, it's mm. a pretty popular one from the comics. I don't know if that was even intended from the first season because it didn't feel it like was. it was. It was. It was. Yeah, I was reading actually the. Um... They wanted like they wanted to do Poison Ivy and uh, Harley together, but they realized they couldn't just jump into that. Mm-hmm. So they just had the friendship relation in the first season and then had the second one be on both of them. Okay, because I always felt that maybe DC was, you know, not DC, Warner Brothers was kind of, no, we don't, that wasn't happening, you know, superheroes don't do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, they have, the, they have the, I mean, it's not a sex scene, they just have the, like, cuts of the time together in that one episode. Yeah, yeah, we have that. Um, I just want to say, poor Kite Man. Poor Kite Man. Oh, we didn't even talk about Kite Man. Kite Man, hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. By the end, though, that man knows his worth. You know, he makes he makes the hard call himself. 
I fucking love Kite Man in this. And I find it so goddamn funny because while this show was coming out, Kite Man got a little bit of a focus in the comics. He's a he's a completely different person in the comics. And it's so depressing. <laughs> it's so. De- no, he his kid has cancer. And he only <laughs> became a he only became a criminal to try and afford his kid's cancer treatment. And his kid loved kites. He used to fly kites with his kid all the goddamn time. So guess what he decides to pick up as his big motif? Planes. Kites. Kites. It's kites, Tyler. You fucking idiot. It's kites. <laughs> it's kites and it's emotional. Oh God. It's it's Tom King's kite man's actually kind of fucking amazing. There's like a whole couple issues about it, and it's it's the most depressing thing I've had to experience in a little bit. I feel sad again. God. Yeah, I was I was reading an AMA on the Harley Quinn Reddit from one of the uh, show writers. And this person asked, so I was like, so when was the first time Harley realized she was in love with Ivy? And then basically just said that they debated it in the writer's room. And some people thought it was when Ivy dies at episode 12 of season one. Or like the other half basically just thought was when she saw Nora die in uh, Mr. Freeze's lair. So this was something they definitely had planned. They had it. They had it in mind, at least. Yeah. yeah. God, that's that's interesting. I, I also actually want to say in terms of Nora, Nora, Norma Freeze, this show has arguably the best Mr. Freeze plot line. Period. I know. I feel so bad for the guy. It's it's so goddamn good. Holy shit. Like people always talk about Mr. Freeze in the Batman series because they won an Emmy. Um, this is a better plot line for Mr. Freeze. It is so fucking good. It is the best Mr. Freeze has ever been in a long fucking time as a character. Like this show does its characters fantastically. Yep. Despite also not being afraid to kill everybody at any given point. Like yeah. most of the core Batman villain cast is dead. To the point that I feel like they're going to have to do Blackest Night at some point just to bring them all back and have a Harley Quinn zombie season. <laughs> I feel um, like they left, uh, they did Batgirl a little dirty. Uh, I think they're explain setting Explain your point. No, no, explain your point. I feel like she didn't really have much like characterization behind her outside of being like a massive Batman fanboy. Well, that's actually the comics. <laughs> Is that really? Yeah, that is the comic. And her being Gordon's daughter is also pretty accurate. Yeah, Barbara Gordon Batgirl was basically, she was just a big fangirl. And then Batman kind of took her under her wing because Dick had a crush on her. Okay, I'm sure it'll pick up in season three. Yeah, I I really, I actually really want to want more of the Robins in season three. Because we have no Nightwing. Kid Robin had me fucking crying. Kid Robin, kid, little (laughs) Damien Robin's fucking great. But da- the thing is that Damien Robin is con- 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 <laughs> canonically, canonically, canonically the fourth Robin. Um, we should have three more Robins in between. Uh, one of which is Don't the they most reference one dying? That, that's Jason Todd, but he comes back. He, he's a Red Hood. Well, well, <laughs> no, in the comics. <laughs> yeah, he dies in the comics and comes back as Red Hoods. I'm sorry for spoiling something that came out in 1986. Yeah, a spoiler, Death of the bro. family. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think we're going to get Red Hood. Uh, I think we're going to get Nightwing. I think we might even get Tim, and they're just going to bully him because any opportunity to bully Tim Drake has to be taken. That's, that is the law. Um, okay. It, it's, it'll make sense when we see him. Uh, I think that the moments that we even get with Harley that we get to go to her family are actually really good. I really like, like that episode. I like, yeah. like that episode's fantastic. Just seeing how fucked up her family and life has been. Just seeing, seeing how properly fucked up living a life like Harley would make a person mm-hmm. like the flashbacks into her head when we go into her, her like mind palace great i episode. guess another Frankie great Nunez. episode Frank, 
Frankie her, Muniz. <laughs> her fucking your big time crush on Frankie Muniz. Um, the episode with her family. Uh, just any time that we really get more context for her is great. Even um, the episode in season two, what was it? All the all the best inmates have daddy issues, where it's like the first yeah. times of her meeting the Joker. Yeah, those are great. Um, he, her whole her whole thing with like trying to make the Joker the Joker again is fucking fantastic. Uh, I fucking love that whole mini arc. I think it. I think this is just a damn good show. It is. I do love. Joker is great in this too. Anytime he's on screen, I mean, everyone yeah. talk. The one, the most I've seen people talk about this show on like Twitter is the scene where he's uh, yep, complaining to Batman about his car. Where's my fucking <laughs> Tesla, Bruce? Where's yeah. my goddamn Tesla? <laughs> oh, I fucking love it's. It's. I, I feel like we've been talking about the plot so much. We haven't even mentioned it. it's fucking funny. It's hilarious. Oh, it's very it's funny. Hilarious. It has some amazing gags. Like Bro, we, we mentioned, Bane. You mentioned <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, the the one scene where I think it's Harley and Poison Ivy are uh, talking to Barbara and they just can't stop dancing. It's so fucking funny. Just just like Jim just being absolutely just devastated Gordon in this show and treats Batman as not just like a partner in crime, he's just a partner in general. Yeah. Well, granted, he thought Batman was his friend, and then Batman was just like, we're co-workers. Yeah, he that, that would destroy any man. What, 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 yeah. what, 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 what are we, Batman? Co-workers. Not even wow. acquaintances. Co-workers. I, I love the moment, <laughs> the moment that Jim is allowed into the Batmobile, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, I don't even get the drive. I can't do anything. You press the button. Like, what? <laughs> I love the scene where Jim has just lost the police, has lost his whole department, and he's sitting in his bed next to his wife. There's going to be a whole new GCPD. It's going to start right here. Me, you, the kid, we're going to be the new cops of Gotham. There's hope. There's a chance. And his wife's like, I want a divorce. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's no hope. <laughs> just collapses. J- Jim uh, is played as just an overworked, completely stressed out, and manic cop. And he's absolutely broken. God. Um... Fucking the there's a villain we meet at some point, the Queen of Fables, and she has oh a my gingerbread God. man who works <laughs> oh for her. God. And apparently that gingerbread man has had a rough life. He's in he's turning in, tricks. Turning tricks <laughs> under the bridge. Uh, Queen of Fables is like the most fucked up character in the whole she's show. She's so, so but she's fucked not up. Oh wrong. My God. You end the fucking bloodline. You end the, <laughs> the she she Holly helps her get out of the book because, like, she was stuck in there. She's stuck ju- in a book. Yeah, it's important she, context. She was put in a book by the Justice League after they Taxes. defeated her years ago. It's a tax book, yeah. Yeah, tax yes. book. <laughs> but then, the, then Holly gets her out, and they befriend her, and then she's like, all right, I'm just going to clear this guy, this, uh, like, field out. And then she murders an entire family at a picnic. Except for one person. Except for uh, one person. That, that is a that is a comic book character. Like, that character is from the comic books. Jason. He's Praxis. also dead. He's, He's also dead. dead. He's <laughs> also a deep cut from the '90s who I've never seen. That is a that is like the deepest of deep cuts. I need to say. Um, uh, I mean, Clayface is Clayface is fucking hilarious. We barely touched on Clayface. King Shark MVP. King Shark MVP. <laughs> the boy, amazing. I want Weasel for season three. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. We have we have doc we have Doctor Psycho already. Um, I, King, Aqu- what? 
Aquaman got me fucking dying. I think my favorite part <laughs> is in that same episode when King Shark is talking to the fish and he's like, what? Fuck you, I chose this life. I'm not going back. And Aquaman's <laughs> doing something with the fish. Aquaman, like, oh, uh, the fish start uh, drowning. He's like grabbing the prism <laughs> over his shoulder. Like, put, him in a, put him in a pool at the YMCA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Put fucking fish in fresh water. With salt water fish. <laughs> and chlorine. Come on, Holly. <laughs> oh, God. That's fucking funny. Uh, um, it, it's hilarious. I, I think that there's not really a lot of weak moments in the show. One that because we didn't get to re- get to this part on the rewatch, but I kind of wish we did because I want to remember how exactly I feel about it is the apocalypse plot line mm-hmm. where she goes to apocalypse and basically becomes the next granny goodness to prove how bad she is. I don't remember if I liked it. Season two? Just like both, Season she two. was mostly coping. With, like, she was just coping. Yeah. I just don't know how I felt about that bit in general. And I can't remember. Also, did they kill Mr. Miracle in this episode? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So, go guess what? He's skipping through the episode right well, now. Well, yeah. I'm trying to remember how I felt. I think I had mixed feel. I think I was okay with it. But I don't think I felt too strongly. Granny goodness is just... I can't hate granny goodness. Fucking <laughs> granny goodness. Granny goodness. <laughs> granny goodness is terrible. Uh, um, but, yeah. It's a great show. Do not fucking sleep on it. Definitely, I think this is this is definitely worth a watch. Yeah, and it is. All the character work is great between everybody. Poison Ivy and Harley, like their growth is great to see. Psycho's hilarious, even though he's a misogynist. I mean, that's the point. He's hmm, funny because he is, is a misogynist. He uh, someone's on Psycho's <laughs> side, I see. How interesting, Tyler. I, didn't say I, I love that side. the Legion of Doom like drew the line at the C word. Like That was <laughs> yeah. the line that they had. <laughs> he can do anything. He All the murder in the world. But he called Wonder Woman something he should not have called Wonder Woman. And everybody <laughs> said, yeah, no, that's the line. That's that's where we're not going not gonna to let it go. I like also, how he goes on to the show. T- oh, no, his him and his wife make no sense. Oh, my God. Him and... <laughs> How does that work sexually? It doesn't. I know. Poison Ivy just said, yeah, yeah. So how does this work sexually? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Ugh. Um, Condiment King that- as Kite Man's greatest arch nemesis. Oh, is- God. There are so many deep cuts in character relationships that are fucking fantastic. Pound the like- man for like 30 seconds in like the first episode. <laughs> oh, so you remember how long Harley Bimbo Quinn's been in here, but you don't remember your own son's birthday. <laughs> Pose out a plant, you fucking idiot! <laughs> the kid pulls out a plant for his dad. He's like, "You fucking idiot! No plants next to poison ivy." Oh my god, God, I love it. I love the show. I can't wait for season three. Every uh, Catwoman just being the worst, but also great is yeah, fucking yeah, fantastic. Yeah, um, I love how for the bachelorette party, there's like Catwoman, Nora Freeze, and then. That one random girl. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They must. They're they're very clearly low on friends. <laughs> yeah. They just t- took anybody. They they needed someone to that to bachelor make it up party on. episode might have been one of my favorites. I think also a great. Oh, episode. That's a great one. God, that's also a fucking great one. There's a lot of great ones. I think also I lo- I love the pit episode personally. Yeah. Yeah, the pit one's pretty funny. Pit one's really good. Um, I think my number my favorite episode might have to be the one where it's about the flashbacks of her meeting the Joker. Or the Mr. Freeze one. Those both are just so damn good. <laughs> the fact that Holly kills his wife. Well, but no, no, he kill, she kills Mr. Freeze, but like is about to kill her wife because he she thinks he's bluffing. Yeah, she's like, he must be such a piece of shit. What a fucking ass. He must be just like Joker. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then Nora wakes up. My love, the fact that I'm awake must mean you've cured my debilitating blood disease. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, what was that again? <laughs> 
Got Kelly Cuoco's voice work and uh, and uh, Poison Ivy's uh, voice actress Lake Bell, they're both great. You know, I yeah. want to I want to do a quick question for you guys, Kaylee Kaylee Cuoco. Um, I know I butchered <laughs> that. Shut the fuck up. Or Margot Robbie, who is your better Harley? Probably Margot, because I mean, like the only thing I've seen uh, Coco act in is Big Bang Theory, and that's not really acting. I mean, yeah, but I'm I, I don't know how that really applies to this though. You've seen like, I'm not, I'm not this is specifically about Harley as Harley. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not saying like who's the better, like I, I'm not saying in live action. I'm saying whose depiction of like who do you like more as Harley? It's tough. See, that, that, that's hard to yeah, because I give one it to is just because that's one is just all on voice, and then one is are you saying that voice acting. actors don't deserve to be treated as well as actors, Tyler? No, but I'm saying you really don't think that's a comparison. I mean, really? when you think of Mar- uh, like Harley you really Quinn, Margot Margot Robbie comes to your like mind right yeah. away. Yeah, right? uh, I don't think I don't so. Know. I think Actually, I'd say yeah, I'd say for Haley the average person. On. Sure, fuck the average person. <laughs> Do you really want I the mean, average? Right? Like it, it threw me off when I heard uh, Harley Quinn talk in the show because it wasn't what I was expecting. See, but it does fit well. I will yeah. I will say this against your argument that it's incomparable. People will always bring up Kevin Conroy in any argument about Batman and they will always bring up Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill in Joker, any yeah. argument about Joker. So why the fuck aren't you going to give the same respect to Haley? Haley, huh? Is it because she's Haley. a woman, Tyler? Faith is doing the same shit, you asshole. <laughs> I know, but you're We're the one who the camera's pointed to right now, Tyler. <laughs> I'm just saying, people, you, you know. Why are you pitting two women against each other, Chris? Oh, that's good. God, I'm good. God, I'm good. That's good. That's good. I believe that people can only really rise through struggle, Tyler. And I think... <laughs> I think that made it worse. Just talking out of his ass right I now. I think that made it way worse. Oh, yeah, but I can keep doing it <laughs> if I keep him busy. <laughs> that is too right. sure, that's true, though. Yeah, I think it brings a point, though, because everyone will always bring up Kevin Conroy and they'll always bring up Mark Hamill, right, for, for Batman and Joker. I feel like it's fair to bring up... Uh, is it Haley or is it Kaylee? Kaylee. Haley. I think it's fair to bring up Kaylee into this one. I think she does a damn good job. She I does. think she does a great job. I think I think she's I think she's my preferred Harley person. She's my preferred Harley as well. To be fair, it's, like it's tough to say. I actually I don't mean, know. I haven't thought about it. It is the better Harley because, like, again, her, the whole show is centered around her, and every other version of Harley on the screen or on the on a movie, it's still not just her. So yeah, I guess if you want to go by that, I'll go with Coco. Yeah, I think I think I think. Even if we just compare purely their best moments, I would still give it. Like, I think by every metric, I give it to Kaylee. Personally. Like, obviously, you know, we can't compare a performance, yada, yada, yada. But I think by every performance of what really embodies the character and who's really, I think, embodying the character the most, I am going to give this one to Kaylee. All right. On that note, though, I don't think there's really much left to say about the show because I think we talked quite a bit about it. I believe we did. Are we? Anyone have any last lingering thoughts? Last call. Um, I feel like this Harley informed like Birds of Prey Harley. I agree. I very much agree. I didn't even think about that, but I 100% Didn't agree. Did this come out at the same time? Came out before. Did it? Mm-hmm. When did it come out? This came out in I know Birds of Prey is 2020. 2019. End of beginning. Um, beginning. It started in 2019. Uh, okay. November 2019. Oh wow, they're wrong. I got that yeah, wrong. That's a, that, yeah, see, that seems like it's too close to have any input on Birds of Prey. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on just how closely anything in Warner Brothers works together, which yeah. off the top of my head, I'd want to say is very far apart. But then you also have King Shark showing up in Suicide Squad after showing up in Harley Quinn, which feels like brand synergy. Hmm. I, I feel like they've been trying to push for more brand synergy lately, even in the comics, trying to tie things into like like Peacemaker just showed up in Suicide Squad after yeah. having not been in a fucking book for like 20 years, Fuck 30 years. Fuck Peacemaker. He hasn't been anywhere for a long. Bloodsport just showed up in his new costume just like in the, like a week ago in the Suicide Squad series that's ongoing right now. Like, they, I think they're pushing for brand synergy a lot harder. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was a certain level of collaboration between these Harleys. Hmm. Uh, but I like this one more, so I'm picking this. And on that note, anything else? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. In that case, oh, guys, we're gonna. Oh, yeah, oh that's fuck like the, yeah. That's like the one friend everybody needs in their life. We completely, <laughs> we, completely we just didn't talk. talk, we didn't, about didn't talk I kept trying to bring her up. I said that most. I said poison ivy like 50 times, and there nobody are, touched on it. There are a lot of things to talk about here, Tyler. There's a lot of great characters, and poison ivy is one of them. She's a loyal friend. She is the best friend. Her relationship with Harley, I think, actually, babe, you told me this. Okay. Um, you were saying that her relationship with Harley is akin to Harley's relationship with the Joker. I do think, like, in the beginning, it's quite toxic, right? Because when Harley goes out and does a bunch of bullshit, she's like, oh, but, you know, it's, it's Harles being Harles, you know, and like, or she, like, justifies it in some way. So I do think that there's, like, kind of uh, an overlap there. Yeah. Just, just and, and in terms of, like, the, their relationship, like i guess romantically kind of like i think it's just that kind of when you start liking your person you kind of you know try to smooth over those red flags kind of thing i feel like all that's those, what that, all those red flags is. are just flags yeah mm, yeah uh i think that that's going to come to a head a bit in season three now that they're together i can't see this relationship going very smoothly me neither. Uh, Harley It wouldn't is, be much of a show. It wouldn't it be much of a show if it did. But also just by looking at just at their personalities, Harley is trying to be less self-centered, but she can be very selfish when she puts her mind to something it, to the detriment of anybody else around her, which we saw in season one specifically. And we saw in and season, season two, two. She's, and season two, she's like, I'm going to try and be less selfish. And she still ends up just being kind of a super selfish person. So awesome I can definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see this biting their relationship in the ass and i could even see them breaking up by the end of the season honestly in the middle or either breaking up in the middle and getting back no, to i think the middle together, is too early it's gonna I, happen i they're think gonna, they're, they're gonna, gonna break up a honeymoon at the phase end. for like three episodes come on yeah i think they're gonna break up at the end and then that's how the season's gonna end on like a sad cliffhanger um and also i love the little piano theme they have for harley during the more serious moment i think that's a gorgeous piece of piano yep um yeah, i love good. that also we didn't even talk about clayface's arm that one time that was hilarious. God, that was so. <laughs> that arm is gonna knock Narc to the police, and he becomes best friends with Jim Gordon. <laughs> Pushes Jim Gordon's relationship with Batman. Gordon's so alone. Jim oh, always God. just needed a hand. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> oh, it was so good. How did I think of that? Uh, I'm gonna steal that joke. Gordon, <laughs> Gordon always needed a hand. Oh, he's just like right after. He's gotta say it louder. <laughs> <laughs> like every man yeah really? <laughs> uh anywho on that note anything else here any la any more last minute notes <laughs> i think that's it now i, I think, think we're it. good it's great and on guys we have a special treat for you today we have another fucking commercial that's right we have two of them this time ain't, ain't we special ain't we special All right, we'll be that? back we'll be back right after this i am wes 
modern mythology enthusiast and defender of the realm of toy collecting. This is Andy, my fearless friend. Fabulous secrets were revealed to me the day I powered up my dynamic mic and said, Welcome to Fandom Power! Andy became the mighty producer Andrew Daw, and I became host Wes, the newest pop culture podcaster on the interwebs. Only two others shared this secret, friend of the show and regular co-host Hank McLaughlin, and my lovely wife Kimberly. Together we explore the realms of fandom and bring it to you as only we can. Fandom Power is available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fandom Power is a Sawcast production. Once again, I haven't Googled anything. So, um, okay, wait, if anyone... I, apparently, I saw I just opened up the front page of Reddit. Okay. Uh, the last French soldier to die in World War I was killed 15 minutes before the ceasefire. He was delivering a message to his unit that soup would be served for lunch. Man, imagine getting put on fucking lunch duty. <laughs> what kind of and... fun fact is that? <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty fun. <laughs> What's your David like? Yeah, Faze, Faze, we're learning. We're learning a bit much about Phase on here, and it's kind of kind of scary. Very, very concerning to me. Um, uh, I, I I was gonna bring up people really want uh the guy who played Polka Dot Man to play Condiment King in live action at some point, and to just be one of his siblings. And I a hundred percent support this. I wouldn't be against that. Anytime I see him in a movie, I just think, yeah, that's a crazy guy because he plays yeah. a crazy guy in every single every movie fucking I've seen thing. Him in. Yeah, I really want him as Condiment King now as well. I think that would be perfect. Speaking of thing we're talking about. Yeah, The Suicide Squad, the movie that just came out uh, two days ago. Brand Synergy. Sure, let's go with that. It is not a reboot of the uh, original one. It is a sequel that doesn't really touch upon the past ship, but it still counts as a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so not everybody from the first movie is back. Will Smith is not here. Uh, Holly is still played by Margot Robbie. Uh, Joel Kinnaman is still Rick Flagg. And Jai Courtney is still Captain Boomerang. And Viola <laughs> Davis is still Amanda. I was going to wonder if you were about to skip that one. I was waiting quietly. <laughs> to see if Viola I Davis? Yeah, because you, you said like, and, which I, I thought meant that you were saying the last one for Jai Courtney. No, so I just I have thought... a long run on sentence. Yeah, I thought I was thinking like, like, oh, he's not gonna say it. I got another one. I got another, <laughs> I got another jab at him. He got two. Yeah, I was waiting. Um, uh, yeah, but no, they're all back, and it's uh, the story's about again another Suicide Squad, uh, getting sent on a mission to stop the Operation Starfish. Simple enough. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stop is a. Uh... Well, at first, they're told to stop it. What it actually is, is to uh, destroy the evidence that it exists. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's, it's fun. by James Gunn, guy who did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and much more importantly, the two Scooby-Doo live action Who's hopefully going to be doing a lot more DC movies. Almost certainly. It seems like DC will give him more freedom than Marvel. Because let's be honest, this, would never, this shit would never fly in the MCU. What? You think that, go yeah, the gore would definitely fly there. Nothing about this movie would fly in the MCU. Absolutely nothing about this film would be allowed in the. We saw penis in this film yep. and breasts. Neither yep. of those things I have I seen in any MCU movie, Tyler. And I've looked. 
There, there was one very good. And you've looked. Wait, let's just go. I was waiting for that. No, I was waiting for that. I was no. I'm like, no one's gonna really. I just gave you guys. I laid this one up for you, and no one's really gonna take advantage of this. Oh god. <laughs> no, because I mean, like, I, did anyone notice the very gratuitous shot of breast in the movie? When the one, was, I guess it was a secretary when she was coming in to say, it was like, like straight out of the Oh, that Fabio one. said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that one. Okay. I thought I was. I thought you meant. I thought you were saying there was a nudity scene like. No, that. no, I no. I, I, no, not nudity. It's just like, oh, she comes in, the, sir, and then it's like, wait a minute, why? It's a very odd pep in her step. Yeah. Yeah, it was like out of, <laughs> I guess like, I actually out of a tone of that. You missed that? How did I you miss that? It was the whole time. Hold on, wait. There's three guys here. Of course, we saw it. <laughs> okay, but, but no. Like, but was... granted, they she like they had just her in the shot for like a hot second. <laughs> yeah, more than that. She was like center frame for quite a bit. Oh, I'll find the timestamp for you. Hold on. You have it saved. I know you do. I have the movie open. Okay. <laughs> I had to, to scroll through. Yeah, I only know about it because Fabio was like, okay, like, oh, just for bouncing. See, what, see, every guy noticed. Every it single guy's like, wait a minute. It, it, it just, it just, I, I, I wouldn't know. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I was not looking. <laughs> he was just, you're looking on her phone. God we was, I was it's probably like, texting you. Yeah, actually, you're probably texting because we were texting out the movie. But I can text and look at a movie at the same time. It's not oh, like we were, at, were all looking out for it. It was just happening. I'm like, wait a minute. It just, it, it actually, sure. it, no, it, no, no, it takes sure. you off guard a little bit. <laughs> it catches you off guard. It's like, you're not really expecting it. It, you know? yeah, it takes you out of and the movie it, a little bit. It's like 3D, you know? <laughs> 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 I, didn't, I didn't even, it's like, I'm, oh man. It's like it charged you, me 13 bucks you, for the ticket. You, you can shut up. <laughs> I, I'm willing to get myself into a lot of trouble for a good joke. I'm willing to get myself into, I want, before let, Chris digs no, no, deeper. viewers, Let's viewers, I want you to appreciate what I do for you. <laughs> appreciate the fact this is going to be my last episode alive. <laughs> but I did it for you guys. I did it for the jokes. Um, But yeah, no, let's talk about the opening. Because the opening is great. <laughs> Fucking great. So hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's the funniest part of the movie. I would actually argue that, I mean, Tali talked about this at length after we saw the film. I'd argue it gets less funny as the movie goes on because it starts to get more serious. Yeah, yeah still comedic moments. Comedic moments, yeah. sure. But I mean, the holy shit. Doesn't the first, have that, like, energy. Yeah, the first, no. the first 20 to 30 minutes are basically nonstop laughing. Yeah. The moment we're introduced to uh, the legendary weasel as he's <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs, leaving a little bit screaming like he's been given a gift from God himself. Um, just Pete Davidson just kind of dancing around the cop, grabbing at his gun. The guy's like, no, no, no. Just <laughs> I'm watching the movie right now. Weasel just screamed. <laughs> I, I, I'll say I'm going to just stay right here. Weasel's my favorite DC character now. He's in the um, movie for three minutes. He's in the movie for three minutes. I just I changed my Twitter three to be all about Weasel. Minutes. My 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 Twitter image is Weasel's face. I'm now a Weasel stan account. I'm going to be making Weasel fan cams. Um, I'm requesting a Weasel pop pop Funko. Um, I love him. I love him so much. He's played by Sean Gunn. Yes. Um, and yeah. he's absolutely he's fucking amazing. Um, and oh God, I love him so much. And he also dies, right? No, he doesn't. The, well. I was going to build to that, you asshole. Oh, my God. Tyler, you just spoiled the movie. Fucking damn it, Tyler. Oh, my God. The most important part of the film. Basically, the movie opens up. We got a suicide squad of about seven or eight guys. Yep. Um, they're being deployed on a beach in a vaguely Hispanic island. 
um, as the government loves to, <laughs> to be. <laughs> um, however, nobody actually checked to make sure that Weasel could swim. <laughs> so as they deploy him in the on the beach side, he uh, drowns. In the ocean. Technically. In the ocean, yeah. In he drowns. Ocean, yeah. He drowns and his body is dragged ashore. Following that sequence, um, that suicide squad gets fucking obliterated. Annihilated. Everybody's is, dead. Here's the thing about that, is that you're introduced to this squad and it's like, yeah, uh, Pete Davidson's character. I forgot all the names because they all died besides Weasel. Yeah, yeah. Black Art is weak TKD, TKD, Nathan Fillion. TDK, he doesn't technically die. He's just He's bleeding dead. out last we see him. He He's death dead. Might have been the funniest. What if he can, what if he can separate? <laughs> That's the thing I don't get. How can he die by getting shot in the arms that are already disconnected from him? No, he can't die from it. It just really hurts. So, but he then remains on the beach. I think someone probably also yeah, just shot him, just in, the shot chest. him in the heart. He was, sta- he was okay. standing out in the open when they said, TDK, deploy your, deploy Hands your power. And lazily slap the soldiers around. <laughs> yeah, again, the first 30 minutes of this <laughs> weasel's dead body is so fucking funny. Yeah. The first oh, 30 no, minutes yeah. of this movie are hilarious. That We get the whole team there, but there's also Harley Quinn, Rick Flag, and Captain Boomerang. And you think, oh, okay. These guys are here. These guys are probably going to be in the movie for a couple minutes. A couple minutes. Well, nope. Everyone's dying. I, I assume that I, most I assume of these that, will die. Yeah, no, I assume that too. But like the fact that they have the main, some of the main characters in it, it's like, oh, yeah. this is going to like, all right, one of these guys like, will this die, is the, not this everybody. This is the squad we're following. Yeah. 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 I, I thought they, I thought that three of them would die here and then more. They would retreat yeah. and then, then get the squad we see in the trailer. Yeah, and more would die going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I expected most of these. That Pete Davidson was the first one I said was gonna. No, I said Weasel first as a joke, and I ended up yeah. being right, and I was sad. <laughs> and then, and then I Pete said Davidson Pete Davidson, second. and I was right. But then I thought Mongol. No, I said Mongol did die third. She got lit on fire. Yeah, yeah. Mongol died third. I was right about Mongol. However, they really caught me off guard with the fourth death because I did not think they were gonna kill Captain Boomerang. I was yeah, sad I didn't by either. that. I was sad by that. In fact, I had I a cool kill. I had a cool kill. Yeah. I genuinely think that that was a mistake of this movie. I think that Captain Boomerang's character would have been very helpful for making the movie. So like I said, the, mo- the movies, yeah, the movie gets less and less funny the way it goes on. And also, I think probably one of the weakest parts of the movie, it, it, it's simultaneously something strong and something weak. The cast dynamic is very good in a lot of ways, right? In terms of the, the main crew that we end up with. There's have a yep. pretty strong chemistry overall. However, the problem is uh, Peacemaker, is a straight-laced guy, right? Yep. Overall. Rick Flag, pretty straight-laced guy. Bloodsport, pretty straight-laced guy, right? And then almost everyone else is like King Shark and uh Polka Dot Man don't really have a whole lot as far as they're adding to team dynamics aside from funny and crazy. You know what I yeah. mean? What someone like Captain Boomerang adds is a little mischievousness, you know, a little hey, you know, we should know Waller can't see us in this part of the island. We should try and break away. You know, we should do our own thing. Oh, I'm gonna double cross the crew. That's always in the comics. That's always Captain Boomerang. So thing. he's doing the same thing he did in the first one. Except he didn't really get to do much in the first one because he has all of six minutes of screen time. But he does do it in the first scene. I know what he you're does. He, to. Yeah, he does do it in the first scene when he says to, I think Slipknot. Yeah, Slipknot. When he says, the "Hey, man, who can climb anything?" Yeah, he says, "Hey, these uh bombs on our necks are bullshit." Which yeah. I don't know why he would assume that. He right? didn't. He just he's just fucking chaotic. <laughs> Boomerang's just a little asshole. <laughs> and I think the movie needed that. I think the movie needed someone to kind of be pushing against Peacemaker and Flag and Bloodsport and be just little like, 
ball of of dissent in the group. And I think that by missing that out, a lot of the time the team kind of feels a little bit boring when they're together like that. Eh. Like I think that I think that it needed that dissenting voice to have a little more conflict on that side. Because otherwise you pretty much just have a dick measuring contest between Peacemaker and Bloodsport. And that's about it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I didn't I get what you're saying. Like I don't think there's a lot of strong cast chemistry until towards like the further we go, you know? I think for a lot of it, because three of the characters kind of feel similar with minor variants between them, it ends up having the whole squad just feel way too straight-laced. And I think that the Suicide Squad needs that, like, fuck that, I'm a criminal, I don't want to even fucking be here, this shit ain't yeah. my problem. I think it needs, it needed Jai's Courtney Boomerang, and the fact that they killed him, huge missed opportunity. I think that was one of the biggest mistakes the movie did. They also yeah. just separate Carly. Carly could have fit that as well. But Harley, even even Harley in this is a bit too straight-laced. Like, she's Unless crazy. Say, but I, I think that this movie has very poor characterization of Harley as a character. I don't think she, she's not really a person here. She's a function. I think is yeah. the way I described it. She's just kind of like, she's the zany crazy one. You know, she has the za- she has Javelin's Javelin. She sees cartoons. And then at the same time, I think that all, all the other stuff that they do right with her is makes this probably the most accurate depiction to the comics even compared to Birds of Prey or the first Suicide Squad. I think this is probably the most accurate Harley we've ever gotten and also the weakest as a character, which I think is a shame. Um, I would have liked her to have some meaningful personality other than, wow, ain't I crazy? Yeah, she doesn't really have like a character arc either. No, she had, uh, no, wait, wait, no one like has a character nobody, arc. Yeah, nobody has a nobody character, has a character arc. arc. That's I, I do have problems with this movie. I like this movie. No one has a character arc except Bloodsport, and it's yeah. the cheapest character arc possible because it's very it's the most watered-down character arc possible. Yeah. It's very simple. Um, I hate to say it, but even fucking Deadshot has a better character arc in regular Suicide Squad. It is just like I love that they establish that this is not Deadshot because he hates his daughter. <laughs> yeah, this guy hates his fucking kid. Um, whereas Deadshot actually likes his child. <laughs> um, I gotta say that prison scene is also really fucking funny, where he's just absolutely popping off on the kid. <laughs> yeah, he's mad that uh, she got caught stealing, not that she was stealing. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, she's also mad that she stole something stupid too. Yeah, he stole a yeah. fucking TV watch instead of something meaningful. Like what the fuck? Um, yeah, I mean I. None of the characters really have an arc. Like, a lot of them aren't meant to. Characters like King Shark obviously are not meant to. I mean, honestly, you can argue that King Shark had more of an arc than anyone else. He had friends for half a he second. Had, he learned how to make friends. That's true. I would say that's probably as close to an arc as anyone else got in this movie. I'm not laughing like, at that. I'm yes. laughing at the fake mustache again. <laughs> fake mustache was great. King Shark is a fucking adorable in this. I love King Shark in this movie. It's funny Absolutely that Gunn did perfect. the same thing with uh, Groot, as in he gave Vin Diesel a ju- like the big buff guy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you're just saying uh, Groot for the entire movie. Okay, what about you, uh, Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, you're gonna be a shark. He talks more than Groot. But it's very similar. It's it's basically yeah. It's just violent group, and I I absolutely love it. I love the scene where he has Ratcatcher in his mouth, and Sebastian is just trying to shake Bloodsport like fucking Bloodsport. Wait the fuck up, please. Nom nom. <laughs> nom. <laughs> Him walking around at the end is like nom nom. No, don't eat that. What about this one? No, come on. I know that one is. <laughs> yeah, I mean again, biggest problem I think is just the care. Is well, second biggest problem to me is the characters not having an arc in any way. Um, to me, that mostly feels bad with Harley. Everyone else, it's kind of okay, I feel. Yeah. Harley is the one that's the biggest issue. And then, aside from Harley, because I see, I see Tati opening her mouth to say it. Uh, oh, I don't no, think... Wa- oh, <laughs> I'm not going to say no, it. It's like, it's like 30 seconds left until it's my birthday. 
Oh, <laughs> oh God, yeah. Okay, so you know, I'll I'll we'll wait for it. We're gonna have thirty seconds. Thirty seconds of silence. It's like less than that. You've it's done actually, this now. This, Why we have a moment? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Yay! Happy birthday! Happy birthday. This is her birthday. It's also outside. actually only 11 p.m. here. Just throwing that one yeah, out. Yeah, on our side. For, her, <laughs> for you guys, it's not my birthday. Yeah. For me, it is my birthday. <laughs> um, what the? F- I can't remember what the fuck I was saying now. What are you uh, gonna say? Amanda doesn't character. have one. I don't think Amanda Waller is very good in this. She's so poor in this. I hate it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, like I just yeah. no, no. You still you 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 were the one who made the point better than I did when we talked about it. I'm letting you take control here. I mean, I can't exactly remember what I was saying, but like literally. Like they have like one scene in this film, just one, where they try and show that basically she does not give a shit about like putting anyone in harm's way. Like she just cares about getting her point across, which is when she was talking about um uh blood shots. Blood the blood sports um blood daughter. Sports, yeah. But like having her be tried as an adult. Which also I'm just gonna say it, they missed out the fact that she was a black girl and that's why she'd be tried as an adult. I mean, if you're going to say it, just say it. Be real. You know, well, Amanda like, Waller yeah. doesn't see race, okay? <laughs> she only she only sees potential targets. Yeah. Potential Suicide but, like, Squad members. Like, that's like like her, sh- like, most, like, Her main character. characteristic. Yeah. Like, that's like, no, that's like her most, like, in-character moment. Yeah. After that, like, it's none of that. She gets knocked out by her fucking, like, subordinates and you're telling me she doesn't wake up and immediately kill them in like the first suicide squad she literally kills all of her subordinates because they weren't supposed to know she was in that building like that's amanda waller amanda the wall waller that's this she's like the most hard she didn't get all those uh rebels murdered i mean yeah she didn't care about that kind of yeah i mean that was honestly more peacemaker and blood no but i think that she sent them in knowing that yeah she she didn't know that flag was captured by rebels i think she didn't care that's, what, that's the, what we're saying, saying she, i think that she knew it and it was like the, if the rebels take over like there's a higher chance of yeah Star-O i guess that's exposed. that's that's fair or, or the opposite she like she just straight up didn't care she says oh he's captured go get him don't care if it's like good guys or bad guys there just go kill everybody i think that's fair no matter how you slice it i still think she just feels really weak in this yeah no she does she, I, she doesn't weak. she doesn't really have i mean she's not in the story for about a third of it because they lose contact with her um, her subordinates literally beat the shit out of her and then nothing happens in consequence. Not even. They just yeah. hit her with a golf club once. They hit her in the golf clubs once very hard and then nothing happens of consequence. Um, she's just kind of like, she's not, she doesn't really seem to, she, she has a very loose grip on the situation. There's a lot of moments that are a little bit weird because of that. Like, I assume that Harley was sent on a mission to kill the president because otherwise, why the fuck wasn't Harley's bomb detonated the moment that side of the mission was fucking done? Um, and yeah. she was out in the president like Waller running like the, the whole point. These are like expendable black ops. So they get captured. You killed them. That was Waller's entire premise. But Harley kind of just like gets the vibe for a while. And it was really weird to me. And even Weasel, unless Weasel gets picked the fuck back up by the Suicide Squad, he should be yeah, dead. How is he not dead? I don't know. His, his fucking vitals. I don't care that his vitals said he was dead and then he turned out to be alive. That's fine by me. Um, but he it, it's just weird that like. Waller just feels very lackadaisical about her job. She's just kind of like, ah, just vibe. She's not really, yeah. Even with, I can't remember who it was, but the one that killed the bird. Savant. Yeah, Yeah. Savant. Like, even when he was like swimming away, she was like giving him time. Giving him a lot of chances. Waller (laughs) does not give chances. She would have flicked that switch in the first movie. Like, in the comics, she would have been dead the moment he thought about it. Waller (laughs) does not give fucking chances. Like, 
they are these people are just they're pieces on a board and i don't feel like that really was shown well enough with waller she didn't feel enough strong like she didn't feel like she had a tight grip over the squad like yeah. she usually does normally mm-hmm. she's like the puppet master she has this control over everyone her presence should always be felt in here it never really is and i think that ends up feeling kind of weak yeah um and yeah, I, I truly think it feels stronger in the first Suicide Squad, even though it can be a bit incom- incomprehensible for her character. Um, I think that's something I really want to say. That's to be fair. So those, those are two of my big problems with the movie. I guess it's just one problem. That's the character's one. They have one more problem, but I'll get to that as we, as we build towards it. For now, let's talk about the plot again. <laughs> yeah, where do we, where do we leave off? Uh, the, the expendable Suicide Squad gets fucking murked, and we learn about the secondary Suicide Squad advancing from the South Beach. Uh, this squad being Ratcatcher, Polka Dot Man, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and King Shark. Yep. Um, we've talked about all these characters to varying degrees. Uh, Ratcatcher. I think is... we didn't really talk about Ratcatcher that much. I, yeah, I think Bally. that's the only one we didn't touch about. Yeah, really. Uh, Ratcatcher is great. I love Ratcatcher in this. She's yep. a movie original character. She's not in the comics, though. She's being set up right now. Um, and she's very much the most human, you know, like the most relatable. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's meant to be like she's a sympathy character. She's the sympathy yeah. character, definitely. Uh, she doesn't necessarily have an arc as much as she is meant to facilitate Bloodsport's arc. Um, although she does have a lot of really great moments. Her rat Sebastian is a joy, and I love him. Oh yeah, I love Sebastian. Um, Sebastian's absolutely fantastic. Well, uh, she's yeah, just Remy. very, she's very <laughs> Remy. Yeah, she's just very innocent and sweet and likable. And I, I just think that's executed super well. So I honestly really love Ratcatcher in this. The fact that this is her first movie, too, is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's very impressive. Uh, DC actually has done a pretty good stuff with, like, very unknown actors, you know? Because Ray yeah, Fisher's first cool. role was in Justice in Justice League. And once we saw the Snyder Cut, he really yeah, he was really good him, in that. I mean, they did him really dirty. In... They, they did him dirty in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. But uh, once we saw his performance in Snyder Cut, we were actually able to see him act. It turns out he's actually fucking great and, and in the role. And I really want to see more of him, even though I don't think we ever will. But, um, you know, DC has done pretty good with, like, these unknown named character actors really getting a chance to shine. Um, we also get Peacemaker here, who we've voiced our disdain for. Yep. Piece of shit. And I hate that he lives this movie. And I should have realized he lived because he actually has an HBO Max show coming out. See, he is a piece of shit, but I do enjoy the character. Yeah. Interesting, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> very, very voice that. <laughs> very voice that opinion. I, I, I think it's like. What, what do you mean? You can just like he is a good <laughs> character, even though he's a bad person. I don't know if I really say he's a good character. A good character needs to have character traits other than like he's very he, one note okay john cena plays being a piece of shit pretty well yeah exactly that's a good point. okay yeah that's but also fair. i felt like it was just john cena <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. yeah sure but i mean like it worked I, I have mixed feelings about peacemaker as a character because i think out of everyone he he feels almost more as he is feels as one note as king shark you know what i mean like he feels very bland and one yeah. di- very very very, very very straightforward I yeah. guess, right? He's also a function. He's, he's a also a function. But I think he's, I find it to be a less enjoyable Which is function. kind of John Cena in real life. I'm just kind of John- That's fair. No, I think that's a fair point. I just find it to be a less enjoyable function than everyone else because he's a piece of shit function, whereas everyone else's function is like likable function. You know what I mean? He's kind of just like, I mean, he has a lot of really funny lines. There's like, you know, if the beach was covered in dicks and someone said I had to clear out the beach and eat every single dick for liberty, yeah. I'd say no problemo. Well, when uh, when uh, Bloodsport comes out saying you're in your fucking tidy white, he's like, "That's racist." <laughs> or he's actually, got a lot of, like, uh, he he works. I feel like he works best like in a pair. Like when yeah. he's like, yeah. 
yeah, when he's with what, Bloodsport, when he's with Rick Flag, I think that's interesting. When, when Bloodsport and him are doing the fucking shootout, who can get the coolest kill? That seems great. That seems fucking great. I mean, that's, that's just because great. the action's also amazing in that as well. It's yeah, but then you also got shot. the end line of, oh, no one likes to show off. It's like, yeah, yeah, except when they're doing something cool, it's like, <laughs> fucking shit, you're right. <laughs> I, I really hope he gets paired off with somebody in his show because I definitely don't think he's a character that is worth having alone right now. Yeah. I hope he gets paired off with someone for contrast. He, in a weird way, he reminds me, it's almost like he's government-mandated Rorschach. Very black and white morality, you know, whatever, peace at whatever the cost. Um. He's basically just yeah. He feels like basically just like government Warshak. I'm, I'm less the line, interesting. The, what was the line? Uh, I love liberty. Oh yeah, I love li- like what is it? I love liberty, and I don't care how many women, children, uh, I have men I have to kill, kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get it. Yeah, I cherish liberty. Um, so yeah, Peacemaker gives me some mixed feelings overall, um, but I do think his best moments are his contrast with Rick Flag because I actually think me and Tati disagree with us. I think that Rick Flag actually is characterized perfectly in this movie. I actually loved Rick Flagg in this after I could I not be bothered to this. give a shit about him in the first one. I liked him a lot. I don't know if it's because, again, I've started watching For All My Kind and Joel Kinnaman is the main character in that. And once I accidentally watched the first Suicide Squad again, I don't know if I liked him more because I liked the actor or if it's probably because I like the actor, but he is good in this too. Yeah, I think he's actually very well characterized in this because like in the first one, like a lot of the development in the first movie is actually kept for him. The first movie, he sees these criminals all as just like absolute pieces of shit, expendable bastards he doesn't give a fuck about. And by the end of the movie, he sees that they're bad people, but that doesn't make them bad people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in this one, that carries over where he is kind of like this protective, almost like guardian parent figure to the squad. He's he's here for their best interests before Waller's. And, you know, he, when he realizes that the government's actually trying to cover up their relationship to the Starro experiment, he's willing to put anything on the line to save it, including spoilers again, I guess, uh, dying. And I did not think he was going to die. I, did I didn't not think a, they'd kill him off. I never I never thought they'd kill off Rick Flagg. Rick Flagg to me is always one of those characters as he always comes back. I never really would have thought he was going to go. So that one actually got me pretty bad. I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't think they were going to do that. That one hurt me. Rick Flagg's fucking great. Yeah. Especially in this. Um, I personally feel like you feel that way because you get the best characterization of Rick Flagg right before he dies. I disagree. I think he's characterized well from the beginning. And I think you're wrong. So there we go. <laughs> I'm right now. Anyhow. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> um, there are a couple of scenes that feel... A little bit out of waste. I'm just kind of skimming through the movie as well because I've only seen. I saw it once yesterday, so I've not had enough time to sit not on my thoughts. Like a, the day before yesterday. I'm sorry. I've not bless you. you. I've not really had as much time as I'd like to to be able to sit on a film, which is why when we do our end of the year uh, episode, we're gonna. I think I think we should have a category for most changed because I do have quite a few movies that we've seen that a couple of my thoughts have changed pretty for the better or for the worst. Yeah. I mean, I think this could be one of them one way or another, just because I, I've not had the most time to sit on it as I'd like to. But um, as I am seeing, there, there are some sequences that I just don't care about in this film, that particularly does. the Harley Quinn and the, the, the president one. I think it's oh, just because the, of like the romance part. Yeah, I think it's just because how weak Harley Quinn feels in this movie as a character yeah. that that whole sequence kind of is just like it's, it's basically just a big gag sequence that I don't think is as funny as I'd like it to be. Yeah, so I agree song, yes. it, huh? Great song. Great song. Great song. Yeah. Uh, I the think music in she, this movie is the best one for me. 
I still give Snyder cut. But I think also when she kills the president and she gives like her little speech, it just kind of feels so it feels like completely different characterization than what we had for her in Birds of Prey to the point that she genuinely feels like a completely different character. Yeah. yeah, she feels she feels nothing like Birds of Prey Harley to me, which is just Even a weird that's feeling. Still, uh, that's still in the continuity too, right? It is. It is. No, it's yeah. it's in continuity. It's just poorly characterized. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what, like I'm agreeing. Yeah, no, it's weird because like Marvel has done a really good job of making the characters' voices sound the same, despite being in different movies. Yeah. Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok is feel person. like the same person. Yeah. Harley in any of these three movies feels like a distinctly different Harley every time you look at it. Yep. You know, and like you can make the excuse from the first Suicide Squad to Birds of Prey because we have this big moment that happens off screen with her relationship with Joker. So you can make the excuse that her characterization changes drastically. Uh-huh. You don't really get that here, you know, and she it's just feels backwards. it's going backwards. It just feels like hey, this is like, kind of like, hey, look how kooky she is. And it's like, I feel like we were kind well, of does past this movie that. take place. After Birds of Prey. After Birds of Prey. Yeah, 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 because we know this because Boomerang says, how did you get back here? So okay. she's been part of the Suicide Squad once escaped because of joker broke up with joker got put back in the suicide squad okay yeah um but other great things i i i'm I kind of i'm bashing on this movie just because i've had a lot of thoughts on it since it came out so recently i do actually really like it i want to say that it's i think my third favorite dc movie right now yeah um i do like aquaman a lot so it takes the, it takes the number two spot for me but this is i do like this movie a fucking ton um it's i mean polka dot man is fucking hilarious man with just In norman bates motherfucker cuts to his mom <laughs> oh my god so funny yeah his <laughs> point of view is that anytime he sees anybody it's just like or anytime he wants to kill somebody he just imagine it, that it's his mom because his mom is a terrible no i think he always just i think he always 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 i think no but he said he make it, he doesn't want to kill people. It just makes it easier to imagine his mom. So why would it always like, be his when, mom? When he like, saw you the get the scenes of like him dancing like in the in the bar and it's just his mom. Everyone everyone his mom. mom. I think yeah. I think it's he's just like grinding everyone. up behind his the mom. face of his mom. Yeah, I mean, well, you can make some unfortunate arguments there, but yeah, that's fucking. I think that's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, um, I think that Harley Quinn's fight scene when she breaks from the president's uh, building, I think that's the best action sequence she's ever had. It is. I think it's yeah, the most good. early action sequence we've ever had. I think that the use of acrobatics and her combat and like the finesse in her fighting style is really good. Her, the shot of her spinning and shooting everybody is, is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I love that. Because like in, in Birds of Prey, her, her combat is very, it feels very sluggish and very hit hard think later, which yeah. is fair. But I always like it when Harley's fighting style is very precise, very, you know, gymnasium, gymnastic, very like spot on precise mo- movements yeah and that's what she does perfectly here i think that's really perfectly encapsulated and i personally really love the weirder like animations they put on the side with the flowers and the yeah, birds I thought that and was shit. Pretty cool. i yeah. really liked i think that I, I kind of have wanted that for a while for them to do something because i feel like that's what harley quinn is seeing when yeah 100 percent. it's 100 percent what she sees it's like a beautiful sight for her and i'm glad that they did that and i want them to keep doing that because that's probably one of my favorite things about her how she's how her I don't really think it counts as characterization, but how her sequences are shot. Here. It is kind of her, it is her characterization, but I do like, again, it just doesn't, I wish it kind of had the same style as Birds of Prey just for that kind of synergy. It's kind of hard to, when she's not the narrator to do the yeah. Birds of Prey style. But yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think it's pretty difficult. Um, I but think there's, pro- there's probably like a, a happy meeting. Yeah. I, I, it was I think like, like they, I mean, if they, you like, even with that argument, they still did kind of the flowers yeah. and this thing. So like it was still technically her. So they could have done it in Birds of Prey style. That's yeah. fair. 
I think this movie, I think the fact is like right now, DC's take towards their movies is I think Margot Robbie actually described it best. Each movie feels like opening a random comic book. You know, you know that there's a history attached to everything, but you don't necessarily know, need to know what that history is to enjoy the individual story being told. And I think that's fair for how a lot of their movies have currently been like almost everything aside from just even Justice League's like Snyder Cut has felt super independent. Like Wonder Woman 1984 is a bad movie, and it is, but it also is super independent of everything else to the point that you could basically cut that out of like a watch order for the DCEU and nothing is lost. Same There's thing for Shazam. I mean, there, there is technically, but like you can basically cut out almost any individual movie because each story feels incredibly self-contained. Aquaman only barely ever mentions, like mentions, mentions Justice League once. Shazam doesn't touch on anything. Um, Birds of Prey, it kind of, like it, it, you don't need to really watch the uh, Suicide Squad for it. And you don't need to watch either Suicide Squad or Birds of Prey for this movie. Yep. You know, everything after like BVS has just been super self-contained. And I think that's the angle they want to keep going for. But at the same time, that makes the characterization for characters feel a bit inconsistent, which if anything is actually more comic booky. So I, I, I don't know how I feel about the whole situation just yet. I kind of want them to release more movies with this idea in mind. Cause it does feel like they're doing a less interconnected universe from now on. Yeah. They want to just kind of tell stories and they're even kind of doing like the way DC Comics does like their black label imprint, which are like non-canon different stories. We now have the Batman and we have the Joker movie and we're probably going to get more of that like characters from ones. DC. Yeah, but they're basically just like black label, like adult series rather than like the mainline DC comics, you know, like Rebirth or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. yeah. um, they're emulating the comics even further, which is interesting. And I think we'll actually, I think might even benefit them I don't know if I'll say it'll benefit them more down the line, but I think it'll lead to a lot of, okay, here's what I'll say. A lot of Marvel movies, like the in-between Marvel movies, before we get to the big events, they can be a bit, they can be very samey and there's a lot of misses, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're having every story try to be self-contained and they're not necessarily building up to a big event, you don't necessarily, you don't get the highs of Infinity War and Endgame, but you don't get, like your really low kind of like Iron Man threes or yeah. Thor twos, where movies basically feel like they're just a stepping stone to get to the next part, and they're really unentertaining. It's crazy right? that Thor two is like super important somehow. Yeah, because because <laughs> the stone shows up, but the movie yeah. as a whole is kind of fucking boring. It but is. If you're not if you're it's not really building boring. if you're not building up to anything, you can yeah. kind of just pick characters whatever you want. You want to do Black Adam movie and you want to have the JSA in it. Fuck it, sure. And maybe you can build up to a storyline with Shazam or something later, but you're not really building up to like Crisis on Infinite Earths, or yeah, Infinite yeah. Crisis or Death Metal or whatever the fuck they want to do. And I, I don't know if that'll ultimately be better or worse in the long run. Because I think it, it gives the chance for individual stories to shine. But then again, we don't get those big, like, holy fuck, here's 50 characters fighting the main That's bad the guy. Thing, yeah. And it's the most amazing thing I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so... I don't know. I don't know if this approach will end up biting them in the ass or if it'll be fucking great, but I'm very curious to see them keep going with it. Does that mean it's a completely different way that MCU is doing? So, I mean, like, if they're doing their own thing, I say love them, so. Yeah, I guess part of me would like, I guess part of me would like both, just because I like DC's characters a lot more than Marvel's. Way fucking. Chris just wants to see all the DC characters on one screen. I would also like, I'd also like that interconnected storytelling. I would like that, yeah. But at the same time, I do appreciate, like, I can get a Batman movie with Robert Patterson without having to be like, oh no, but wait, Ben Affleck's Batman in the Flash. It's like, I don't, I don't need to fucking care because I understand what they're going for, you know? Yeah. 
So it's it's a bit of a it's it's a bit of a mixed bag, but I I definitely have enjoyed everything they've done so far, except Wonder Woman. That was really bad. Eighty four. That, that was I, you can gen you can genuinely cut that movie from continuity. Yeah, and it changes nothing. Even if Cheetah shows up later, they'll probably just you can pretty much just be like You're Cheetah right, and Wonder it. Woman fought. Bingo. Um, and I also want to give points to, to Warner Brothers for seemingly stepping back and letting directors just make fucking movies. Because, like, they let Snyder Cut get released because of fan outcry. Uh, this movie very obviously was not touched by the fucking studio execs. Because oh, not it, at all. It basically just feels like James Gunn just unfiltered in all the best and wor- in all the best ways, I'd say. You, you, you can see the Guardian of the Galaxy vibes. You can see um, Super, that movie he made with uh, Elliot Page's in it. Um, and someone else, I can't fucking remember who was. Yeah, that movie. You could that that thing. That's probably what it most reminds me of in terms. Of, I've seen bits and pieces of that one, but that's what it most reminds me of, kind of off the top of my head. You know, you can really tell that this is James Gunn unfiltered, and I appreciate that. And yeah, the mean, same thing happened with uh, James Wan in uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, and apparently Shazam, the first and the second one, are seemingly basically not touched with by Warner Brothers. They're taking a very hands-off approach. And I'm glad because whenever Warner Brothers touches extremely something, extremely hands off, extremely hands off. Yeah. <laughs> but whenever Warner Brothers touches something, they fuck it up. So yeah. truly just let people do shit with the property and just just don't even fucking bother me about it. And maybe stop canceling films because that's getting fucking annoying. I really <laughs> wanted that new God's movie. I wanted that new God's movie so fucking bad. And I can't believe they canceled. That was stupid. Just don't touch your fucking movies. It's working. Don't don't fuck it up like you did Justice League in the first Suicide Squad, where you got so fucking scared that you had them re-edit the movie with another director. And then when we saw the original cut for Snyder for the Snyder Cut, we realized we would have gotten something so much fucking better than what they they freaked out about. It's ridiculous to me. And now we have another Suicide Squad that's untouched, and it's way fucking better. It's great. It's a great movie. You get to see Peacemaker just absolutely murder somebody that's like in a hospital bed. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Again, that scene when he's when they are two just trying to find the coolest kill, and in the background just, you just see Peacemaker stab the shit out of the one guy walking. <laughs> just... Or the lady like doing the laundry. They're all completely innocent. They were doing nothing. They were. They literally are the good guys. God, I, I do like that. They open the door to see Rick. What the fuck are you doing? Having tea. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. Nothing. That might have been one of the where, where are my guards? Out of this movie. It, it was. I think it has to be a personal favorite as well. Yeah. Uh, um, before uh, you said a bunch of stuff about like the comic bookiness of these movies. A lot mm. of these shots straight up look like they f- could come out of a comic book. A hundred percent. I really love that. Yeah. Because the movies have leaned into the comics too a lot. Like Aquaman's uh, all the costume work in Aquaman. It's like one to one to the comics. And I'm so happy they're no longer just like kind of shying away from that. Mm. Yeah. So, and this, like you said, there's a lot of shots in this movie that might as well be comic book panels. King Shark um, ripping a guy in half with lightning behind him. So good. <laughs> King Shark existing. Um, it, fucking uh, King Shark. Dude, King Shark, they really had me on my toes with King Shark. I thought he might have died several times. They really yeah. they really kept me on my they toes about if he was... A, huh? They were playing with us. Yeah, I was I was scared. I was I was so out. sad for him at two parts. I, I was yeah, sad when for him he was when sitting he fell in the truck. The, when he was sitting in the truck just mm-hmm. alone because <sighs> his fake mustache wouldn't work. My heart. And he's just oh, waiting. Man. Poor guy. And then when he... And then yeah. when he fell from the building and then like that's after what he thought were his friends attacked him. And then he's like on the ground crying while he's getting shot at. Yeah. God, that one. That one hurt. We also yeah. haven't even talked about the main villain of the movie, Starro. 
who uh despite well, she, not not not, not really for very long yeah, yeah I, but despite not being there for very long he is a main he's, antagonist he's a better, he's a better but, villain than a lot of other movies a lot of the but at the same movies. time he's at, yeah. like you have i think you wrote in the notes that he's much of the vil- uh not villain victim, victim as everyone knows yeah so I, that actually brings me to my largest issue with the movie ultimately it's a bit hollow it ultimately has nothing it to is. really say right it, it is. is basically just a really fun romp through the dc world here. which is what gun was going for he's like oh, i i want to yeah. make an outrageous comic book movie let's go all out all out with it mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it is i agree i don't know if i like that so okay basically the reason i bring this up is uh recently J- uh air put out some some information about his original cut for suicide squad and what it was before it got bastardized to all hell and even when you, because I, I watched Suicide Squad after reading these notes that he, he put out. And with that in mind, you can definitely see the pieces that were what was intended. A lot of it was supposed to be based off his own life experience, his time in the military, his time in, in prison, um, his time as like a drug addict. Like all of these pieces were supposed to kind of show apart. And the whole idea was that people that society consider trash, it doesn't mean that they have to be the, what society looks at them at, right? And we see that in the movie. It, it is, it's, it's buried under bad editing and stupid dialogue and bad shots and all this other garbage and shitty light filters, but it's still there. And you can tell that that theme is in the movie. Ultimately, this movie has no theme. And what annoys me about that the most is that there are two lines that almost trick me into feeling like there might be, but I can't find any real connective tissue for them. Uh, The first line being rat catchers flashback with Taika Waititi where he basically says, you know, if even rats have purpose, then there must be purpose for every one of us, which yeah. is technically the theme of the movie that anyone, everyone here has purpose, but it's very kind of like, it's very, yeah. eh, it's just no, kind of, yeah. yeah, it's not, it's like no shit, right? Like that's like the most, it's like the bare minimum you can do for theme. And then the line that I find to be most interesting and a line that I think could have very easily been explored was um, Starro's line. You know, I was happy up there looking at the stars, which I think is not only I think it's a fucking fantastic line for an alien invader to say to die, um, on. To die on. I think it could have really been like he's as much a victim as anyone else. He didn't want any of this. He yep. was out there doing his own thing. Right. And then he was taken away. He was locked up and they threw away the key. He was tortured and experimented on America bad. America bad. <laughs> and I mean, like you can make the argument something similar happens to Ratcatcher. She comes to America and then she ends up like basically locked up, tried as aggravated uh, assault with a weapon. Uh, locked up, thrown away the key, and now basically tortured here with Waller with a bomb in her neck. Right? Did, she did try robbing the bank. She did try robbing the bank. That's the big difference. That, that's that's <laughs> the thing. I can't find a lot of I can't find a lot of connective tissue for this, you know. But it, like the line is there, and yeah. it feels like a line that very that very much should have been explored in the theme of the movie. That all of these criminals are victims of circumstance, and now here they are together, forced by Waller to do more horrible things for someone else's purpose. And at the end, they don't really have to stand for that. Right. Because yeah. they have with, with the, with the, the hard drive and everything. I feel like that is what should have been explored in this movie as a theme. And I feel like the groundwork is set up pretty easily. And all you really need to do is change some backgrounds and a bit of the conclusion. Yeah. And I really think it's a shame that it didn't because ultimately the movie is a lot weaker for it because it is very hollow. It has absolutely nothing to say. It is just a really fun action movie when it could have been a really fun action movie with a point with very limited changes. I think that's why my dad did not like this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he stopped watching it with like 20 minutes left to go. Really? Interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, like he watched it, like he was laughing at like King Shark and stuff, but for the most part, he was just watching it and he's like, this is just ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. And like, there was nothing more than that. Yeah, I, that's, that's, yeah, that is, yeah, that's definitely my issue with it. Like, that's why it's, I think that as more DC movies come out and as more DC movies hopefully are good, this one will definitely be falling down the rails yeah, pretty This will hard. be the first one to fall. Yeah, like I, that's the reason I put Aquaman over it. Because at least Aquaman, it is also a dumb romp through DC. There's giant sharks and monsters and stupid action and ridiculous bullshit constantly. Yeah, at least it has to say about like the weight of being of leadership. You know, what does it really take to be a king and who deserves to and who doesn't? Which it's it's still relatively simple, but for a story that's, that's literally something. based off of King Arthur, it's yeah. something and it's fun. This and literally Jason has Momoa, nothing. Yeah, and Jason Momoa performs it great. Why the hell can't we do sequences. that for the King Arthur category? Aquaman? <laughs> I mean, technically we could. He is King Arthur. You're not wrong. I just need to... We'll, we'll schedule a time to watch Green Knight after the episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's the issue with this movie. Because it's hollow, I don't think it's going to be remembered as well as anything other than a popcorn movie. And yeah. I, th- I think that's one of the things that just act- genuinely act- actively upsets me because it's so close to being more than that. And that one line with Starro, it, 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 like, it genuinely like shocked me for a second because it felt more profound than anything else we had throughout the entire movie. What? It was like the spy kids line of uh, God being afraid yeah, of us. Yeah. It's like, is God afraid of us? Cause he, cause you know, cause he got to stay in heaven because of the things he's created on earth. And it's like, well, that's a fucking really profound line for this film. What move? What, what uh, historical book was that from? Uh, spy kids too. Uh, <laughs> it's like the same thing here. It's like, I was happy fl- uh, up there looking at the stars. And it's like, why is that so much more profound than anything else that's happened in this movie? And why does nothing tie into it that I can find? Because I have been struggling since I watched this movie to try and like, gather enough connective tissue to, to pull together a theme. As you know, as you know, I'll go to fucking lengths to make a yep. theme for a movie. Even if I, if I like the movie and it doesn't have a theme, I'll fucking fight for it. I have been fighting for this movie for two days so far, and I have not succeeded in putting together a theme. And I don't... Huh? I haven't a weasel moment. Except... Have a weasel moment, God. Um, yeah, that's it. That's my rant. That's my rant. It's hollow and it's a shame because it was damn close to being more than that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with that. I agree. It is, uh, but it's still a it's still fun. Pretty damn good movie. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I gave it a four on Letterbox though because visually it's fucking perfect. It's like I was debating fantastic. between I was debating between the three and a half and a four. Yeah, same. I I was thinking it's like a three point seven five, three point eight. Yeah, like it's right in the middle of that. Mm. I think it leans just closer to four on a pure aesthetic standpoint. Yeah, and that's why yeah since you it. can't you can't be that specific on fucking letterbox, it's definitely. I was like, right, I can give it the age because giving it the seven, it feels. It just feels cheap. not. It doesn't feel yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was something else I was gonna say, and then I forgot what it was. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of feet shots of Margot Robbie to the point that I thought maybe Quentin Tarantino was in the editing. Yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> yeah. The funniest thing in that scene is that it's her escape scene. She chokes out the guy with her with her legs and then grabs the key from him. Mm-hmm. Watching that, I'm like, huh, Tarantino must love that movie. What if, when, when is he going to get Margot Robbie? Oh, wait, he already did this. And there was no feet in that movie. <laughs> yes, no, there, wait, was. No, there was. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm completely wrong. I kind of blurred that out of my memory. There, there was, was a no lot feet of feet. In it. it was the most it has ever been. I really blurred out a lot of that movie. It didn't help that I was drunk while watching it. But uh, on to the next point, Sebastian. Um, I like his little last scene with Bloodsport, Bloodshot. Bloodsport? Yeah, Bloodsport. Blood Bloodsport is not a name that rolls off the tongue. There's a reason that character was like in the 80s and never written again until this movie. Um, Bloodsport is not a name that rolls off the tongue. But his last moment with like him like, petting Sebastian uh, is adorable. 
Yeah. Um, and then the I movie also has a post-credit scene, which is a huge reveal. Two post-credit scenes. It, oh, yes, two. You're right. First yeah. end credit scene, huge reveal. Weasel did not drown. He's alive. He gets out of the water and he just goes onto the beach. He looks to like terrorize fucking children. To terrorize. He looks like <laughs> Sid from Ice Age. Yep. I love his little walk. Like he has this like really poor it's posture. So... Yes, and then he's like just his little hands <laughs> like, moving from the side to side. I can't wait for it. For some I want footage. I want a weasel ongoing comic. I want a weasel HBO Max show? macro series. If, I, if he's I want... in Peacemaker, the TV show, you're gonna love it. If it's Peacemaker paired up with Weasel. I will. I will take back everything I said about that, Peacemaker in that, this movie. That's the part. It's like, hey, we found out Weasel's alive. You have to go. Get oh, him. he has to go pick up Weasel from the bee. Oh my god! As long as he doesn't kill him. As long as he doesn't <laughs> kill him, I am a hundred percent okay. I actually kind of love that plot. I wish I was in charge of something. <laughs> I wish I was in charge of something so badly to make oh, that happen. I do love uh, earlier. It's like. Early on in the movie with Sebastian, because uh, Bloodsport hates rats, he has like a fear of them or some shit. Yeah, and then he's Sebastian's holding a leaf. She's like, Oh, he's giving you a leaf to show that he means no harm. It's like, What the fuck am I gonna do for a leaf? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, De- definitely. Idris Elba is so good in this. Elder Elba is fantastic in this, and I just want to say, if you're not squeamish like Bloodwise. This is a movie you need to you need to give a shot. It's like I, I we've been bashing on it. I've been a bit too hard on it because I've had a lot of thoughts on it. But it is fucking funny. It is it's amazing so action. Violent. Very so violent. 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 Amazing fucking action. It has um, King Shark in it. It has King Shark in it. King it just, Shark. The performances are a literal ten out of ten. Um, Starro. I'm hoping this is setting up Jaro in the future. Uh, Jaro is a, a little part of Starro that was kept in a jar and now believes he's Robin. Nice. Um, and he helps Batman on certain cases. Nice. And I want Jaro nice. to cannon in the. I want Jaro in the Batman. I want Jaro and Battingson, and I don't care how you do it. And um, it's good. Go watch this movie. I think that's. I think that's really it. And it's setting up Peacemaker. We'll see how that's any good. You'll, we'll probably do a episode for that. Probably. I don't, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do, but we'll find yeah. something TV, out. TV show superheroes again. Just do we have three? There, there needs to be three TV shows though. We can do the Inhumans. You t- I was about to say, you tell me. We're I don't want to do. I don't want to do the Netflix ones. Like I don't want to do the Netflix Marvel shit. No, right no, now. no. We're not doing that. We'll find something. Yeah, we can. Uh, what else didn't we talk about? Oh, the, again, I said the soundtrack is the best one of this. The movie opens of Johnny Cash. It's all it took. It's all it took for Tyler. It took a little bit of Johnny Cash. And hey, I just him. heard that album for the first time two weeks ago. The fact that that was in the movie oh. like shocked me. Oh, Tyler, we can do Titans. Oh, we can do Titans for that. You already episode, put that Ty- in something. You already oh, put fuck. that in something. Oh, never mind. Is it like bad? bad All right, we'll we'll do uh, Gotham. I don't know. I'll find something. Ignore me. Ignore me. I just wanted to make Tyler Watson bad. Yeah, soundtrack's good. Ooh, Krypton. Uh, we'll do Krypton. I heard that's good. Or Swamp Thing. Sure. Either way, you have that in something. <sighs> Shut up, Tyler. You do um um like Superman Lois. Oh yeah, I heard that's good. Okay, there we go. We got it. I'm sorry, Tyler. Continue your point. Soundtrack's good. They have the Pixies. They have Johnny Cash, and then the other indie music that I didn't recognize sounded good. Indies. <laughs> what? That's what the Pixies are. I know, but it's just like the Art House Ho coming out. <laughs> See, Art House Ho wasn't strong enough. It was not powerful enough to describe Tyler. So I had to pick a slightly bigger word. All right. Just I had to add a cup. I had to just whore. You didn't add just any. Whore. You didn't add Art House. You just went Tyler. You whore. You know, you know how like like um over time certain words get shortened. You know, like no, no, no this yeah. is not the case. Yeah, yeah not like that. But that, that, that doesn't work. Hold on. 
No, yeah, you'd have to you would have to you would have to abbreviate like art house and horde like together. Yeah. To to make it the thing. You can't just go from a oh the important part of this is the art house. You just went whore. <laughs> if you did like art whore, but that doesn't really that work doesn't really work because I'm already like I'm like what one saving one syllable. Yeah. The again the two words are important in here. <laughs> I think the message made it across. No, clearly didn't. Anybody I got think, anything else on this? I think the audience understood. Do we have uh, anything else we want to talk about? Any I, I don't. Point? I don't. You guys, um, go watch it. Awkward silence is all around. Or in that case, I, I actually have a special treat for you guys, the audience. We have a third fucking commercial. That's right. We're very. It's our first episode with three commercials. No, Tazan, you said the episode. Second episode. Okay, yeah, but we didn't realize we had three commercials for that. That kind of happened in the middle of editing. Uh, but now we have three, so uh, we'll be back in a minute. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we bring you the latest in film, TV, and all things pop culture related. Join us as we spill the tea on what's going on in the entertainment world with new episodes every week. A friend of mine once said that the conversation continues after the credits, so you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. And you can subscribe to us on podcast platforms around the internet. Thank you all, and you take care. Did you guys know that in the live-action Flash series, they also have King Shark, and they turned him back into a human for some dumb fucking reason? Well, they turned him into a human. Yeah, they turned Not him back. into a human. No, in that one, he was a human to begin with. And then he turned really? into a big he was a, shark. Yeah, he was, he was a human who was infected by black hole radiation, and that turned him into a shark man for some reason. Um, this is different from his comic book origin, in which case he's the son of God. What is this from? Uh, <laughs> Wait, the, Fly- <laughs> the Flash CW. <laughs> Oh yeah, Wait, all the CW shows suck. In the comics, yes, he's well, he's okay. He's the son of a shark god, but it sounds a lot funnier if I ignore. Okay, hold on. Letters. Yeah, you can't just say. Why are you dropping words again? We just discussed this. It's a lot funnier if I say he's the son of God, and also big distinction. Even, even more accurate, if we're being fair. Big distinction. Even I, I got nothing on this. I'm saying that our Lord and Savior is a shark. Is King Shark. Our Lord and Savior I mean, King Shark died. Thankfully, didn't he? He died on the cross, being eaten by little weird jellyfish monsters, only to be risen three days later. Is it the shark from Jaws? Yes. Yeah, Canonically maybe. speaking, Jaws is part of the DCEU, Tyler. And if you were a real fan, you would have known that. You know, I don't read the comics. That, that's not <laughs> even a question. <laughs> oh, God. Pathetic. Um,. There's no argument to this. I obviously am not. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the son of God, and he's great. And rankings? Sure. Yeah, rankings. Are we Four. The first one? Yeah, we yeah are. we're counting the first one. Oh, Four. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Ah, uh, it's 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 actually a little bit closer than I'd like it to be. I probably put. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. No, I'm probably gonna put the Suicide Squad. Well, I'm sorry, the Suicide Squad or Suicide yeah. Squad? <laughs> really? So James Gunn Suicide Squad. Yeah. Wow, even I even I didn't think she was gonna do that. Jesus fucking that's Christ! That's not That's not. That's not. Okay, three. Yeah. Fucking okay. fucking wild in it. Why? Why the fu- Why is it your third? Wait, no, hold on. I want to go why back is to it your that. fourth. Why is it your fourth? Yeah. Okay. I just honestly don't really enjoy the Suicide Squad, 
And in terms of this being the Harley Quinn episode, this is the worst depiction of Harley Quinn for me. You're okay, right. You're right. Thank but you. why do you Thank not you. enjoy the that movie? That was my birthday. I'm right. Yes. Okay. But, but why? No, no, right, no, 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 no. Why don't you? No, enjoy no, no, the no. Movie? It's her birthday. Come. It's her birthday. She doesn't have to defend herself. <laughs> no, you can no. What, what are you asking? No, no, no. You, you already shot her down multiple times after her. I'm birthday. allowed to. What do you mean you're allowed? He's my girlfriend. To. I'm the only one allowed to shut her down. You guys have to shut you're the fuck up. You're not allowed to shut that me like down abuse. either. That just seems that like a yeah. I don't like that. I don't make I don't me like don't make me incite violence again. Don't make me let <laughs> double and Juliet listen no, to this not podcast. Hey, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> uh, let's make your point, babe. Hun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, point. what about the movie made you drop it down this much? I mean, okay. Like, honestly, I purely I just have so much more fun with the original Suicide Squad. For this movie, I don't think I'd actually really watch it again. Like, I, I mean, I was, we were kind of like debating watching it again just before the podcast because just to have those kind of things like cemented. But like, because we didn't, I don't think I'm gonna watch this film again unless like someone puts it on. Like this is be, this would be like a really good movie for cable for me. Mm-hmm. Like okay. I, if it was on, I'd maybe like put it on. But I don't think I really would wanna watch this again. It's very funny in the beginning, and then I kind of just lose to me after that. I can see that. Yeah, okay. I kind of agree with that. True. And like you're like Chris was ranting about, like it's just very hollow. Yeah. These are very fair points. Okay. I do. I do think on pure aesthetic, it does raise it quite a bit. But I, I did argue that there. I said in the beginning that there. Well, I actually before we recorded, I said there are a couple points in here that I could see being debated on. And once we finish our rankings, we'll, we'll kind of guess we can talk about that in full. Uh, three. I didn't like the transitions either. That one's a little over to me. I thought the transitions are quite fun. I liked it. I mean, it's going. It it's staying with the comic book style. Yeah, they're kind of like chapters, like literal yeah, chapter exactly. titles. I quite like mm-hmm. them. The only one I liked was the perspective ones. <laughs> True. Yeah. All right, number three. Number three. Birds of prey. Birds yeah, of prey. birds of prey. I think it's very, very, very. Come on. Okay. <laughs> wait, sorry. So wait, wait, what did you put as number three? Suicide Squad. Over Birds of Prey? Yeah. I mean, yeah. under, under Birds of Prey? Actually, what, uh, yeah, that, that, makes that, sense. that makes sense. That I, make sense. I, I, I would have thought she would have put Birds of Prey then. So I like Birds of Prey a lot more on the second watch. I think I was just mad at you <laughs> that first watch. <laughs> just I don't like even it. know what I did this time. I mean, you exist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, it ain't going to be your birthday in 24 hours. All right. That just sounds like a threat. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was. Jesus. <laughs> That's a threat. Um, Save me, please. <laughs> Blink twice if you need help. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was three times. That doesn't count now. Now you're, now you're stuck here. Um, I think Birds of Prey is just kind of okay. It's so fine. Yeah, I think it gets my number. That's why it gets my number three spot. It's just kind of yeah. an okay-ish movie. It, yeah. The, like three of the characters didn't have much going on. Yeah. Number two, though, this is where I think things get a little bit debatey. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, the oh, Suicide wow. Squad. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Wow. I I thought this would have been the hot take. <laughs> no. Yes. The Suicide Squad. Harley, the, yeah. The Harley I was Quinn about to say. Wait. Yeah, what, you, was like, what, what were you debating before? <laughs> I thought that I thought that Tyler was going to put the Suicide Squad as number one. I thought no. I expected. No, I thought our debate would have been at two and three. I didn't I, think there was any real debate between Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, personally. I, I thought you were debating whether Suicide Squad or Harley Quinn when I was going to have Harley Quinn first. I was wondering See, I was also going to have Harley Quinn first. I thought you were going to say... 
Clearly, wow. we just misread the situation. You did. I'm glad that <laughs> you, you you like said this. <laughs> you were so confident. You're like, yeah, Tyler. You guys are so consistent. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys were able to really work past this and we were able to get to kind of an even playing field here because I agree. I do think Harley Quinn's the obvious number one pick here. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very obviously the number one pick. After I finished Suicide Squad, I turned on my TV and then Harley Quinn apparently is on Adult Swim now. Oh, so really? I watched. Apparently, so I rewatched the first episode. I'm like, yep, this this is the best one. Wow. I just I I don't know why, but I just I don't like, know. I don't why. even I just, think it was close. It's not. It's not. not. I don't think it's close. Don't get me wrong. I I'm agreeing with you guys completely. I'm just, just confused. I just I just didn't think even. I didn't think that Tyler. I thought Tyler hated women and I thought he was going to get to <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't going to get to Harley Quinn. There, I said it. I didn't want to, but you made me do it. <laughs> One's clearly a tighter show, a, a tighter project. I mean, I, again, I agree with you. I don't disagree with anything you're telling me. you've been me. calling I, an art house for the entire episode. You thought I was going to pick the one that wasn't uh, like. I really thought better. you were going to pick the one with the nice shots. Yeah, nice shots can only do so much. One is bit. We agreed I've never that heard Tyler way. say that before in his goddamn life. <laughs> what, <laughs> nice shots only help when there's substance. We agreed that this one is just substance over style. I mean, style over substance. I. I I truly was just, I'm just okay. a little bit shocked. Just, I'm just a little bit shocked. Sometimes I, you, you can be wrong. I guess I can. Completely wrong. It's okay to be wrong. I, yeah, it's okay I to just, be wrong, Chris. No, you're right. You're right. You're like, all right. really, really wrong. <laughs> like insanely wrong. Okay, Keep in the pit. Okay, you guys like the time when I thought we were going to have the same ranking and I picked uh, Road of Vin as last. <laughs> you fucking that was Mike hilarious. Like number two. Oh my God, that was good. That was good. So good. I'm still sticking to that. I don't think I'm ever watching Odafin again. Yeah, but he's definitely gonna be watching Magic Mike again. It has a good soundtrack, Chris. You know what? Bottom Tyler. <laughs> Anyhow, homophobic Chris. <laughs> Fuck! He got me. Oh no! I don't have a comeback for that. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, sexist. How am I psycho? You're literally all of the above. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh man, I don't even. I'm feeling a little bit attacked right now. This is good. You said it wasn't gonna be my birthday in 24 hours. That's yeah. Rough. Yeah. You literally threatened your girlfriend on podcast. <laughs> Again. Yeah, second time. <laughs> it's only three strikes till you're out. I'm good for one more. And then we permanently ban you and either get Tati or Tommy to replace you. And then you got it. You got to get replaced. One of the T's has to replace me. All right. Are we good? Uh, Can I go on to the to the promos? Whatever yeah, doing? Tyler, do your, do your yeah, thing. Do I need to. Jesus. Okay. We got three commercials in. You heard them all. You already know about Movie Complex Channel and the Bright Size Movie Views version of it. Go check her out. As for the new, the two new ones, that is Film Optics and that is Fandom Power. Two other pop culture centric uh, podcasts. Go check them out. See how they're doing. Uh, three to one binges on Twitter. Go tell us which one of these Harley Quinn uh, movies or shows you like the most. Tell us how you thought about the newest Suicide Squad compared to the old one. Uh, review us, rate us, share us with friends. Surprisingly, this month we're doing pretty good. So like, keep sharing. Anything else? That's uh, it. I don't. I wasn't actually listening to anything Tyler said. Like well, you're still debating. You're still, still contemplating the life. Yeah, I'm just. I never. I, I really lost. Hey, you shouldn't uh, throw stones if you live in a glass house, Chris. 
I mean, apparently, I just didn't think he knew you could find the stones to throw back. You know, I didn't think yeah, he, he just found four of them. He found some good fucking stones. I got to say, he really got me here. I I, yeah. I, I can see, man. I like what, what am I? Some kind of suicide squad? We'll see you guys next week. Hey, Tati, when you do the description, just write that uh, I won. <laughs> oh, God, kill me. Now. That was Bye. so bad. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I kept talking. We're not ending it on that. Note. No, we are not ending on that. I refuse. <laughs> that to. should be the last line. No, no, Just... no that was horrible. I oh, won, God. everybody. What am I? <laughs> no, goodbye. Yeah. Oh, bye. See you guys. See, See you guys. guys. Bye. I'm so, 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 so.